Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Late night. What's up, Chalky? Do you remember Fuel TV? Dude, of course I remember Fuel TV. Fuel is epic. I know it is. But I have some exciting news. And what's up? Fuel TV is back. What? It's so sick. Yeah, back and better than ever. And they are the newest sponsors of the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Yes, I love it. Thanks, Fuel. You know what the best part is? Of course I do. You can now get Fuel a whole bunch of different ways. You can subscribe to their new app called Fuel TV Plus and get their entire library of shows like Built to Shred, Danny and the Dingo, and Drive Through, and also their 24-7 channel, all commercial free. To subscribe, just go to plus.fuel.tv and download the app. The other way you can watch is Samsung TV Plus channel 1179. That way is free and includes the better than ever fuel TV that we all know and love. Skate, snow, and our favorite... Surfing. Surfing. Wow, Lyndon, that's pretty awesome. Really pumped. Hell yeah, it is. Welcome back, Fuel. Welcome back, Fuel TV. Foo Wax. The wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And Chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Foo Wax, the best wax in the game. Foo Wax. Bonsai balls. They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck. They also get their honey from a and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn! They've got seven locations. And download the Bonsai Bowl app to skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl, healthy, delicious. Caliente Southwest Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com. Or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it, I've had it. It's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing, only 100 calories, all organic, no sugar, also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland hard seltzer. There is a saying that you don't stop playing when you grow old, but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic Life is an adventure-driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. 
Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those that believe in that philosophy. Check out iconic.com. Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K. Again, iconic.com. Or on their Instagram at iconiclife. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Today's guest, one of the most stylish, recognized surfers of all time. He has a larger-than-life personality, a true entertainer, storyteller, and one of the most animated people I know. He's won multiple tour events, came number two in the world, runner-up in 91. He's a big-wave madman. He's won prestigious Billabong XXL. 68 feet, you guys. You hear that? 68 footer. This guy's an insane, passionate surfer. One of the best surfing advocates we have in the sport of surfing. He's put his life, experience, hard work into the art of surfing. He coaches others. He just came out with a coaching program called Wave Key. We want to welcome the legend and our friend, Mr. Brad Ger- Gerlach. Damn! Brad Gerlach! I could have added some more, but man, I was like, you, you got so much to talk about, and I, I'm, we're fortunate to have you, buddy. It's, it's like, it's weird, right? That entry like that, you're like, all right, so, you know, but. Um, <laughs> Damn, so, man. Thanks so much for inviting me. Appreciate it. You, right. you, you're looking dapper, dude. I like the stash. I like the hair. The Pat Riley look going on right now. It's kind of good call. The coach of all coaches, my, man. Brad Gerlach. Yeah, my uh, my son's hair. My son's hair is probably like mine. Here he is. Here he is. Say say hi, Mendon. Hi. This is Zeppy. What's up, Zeppy? What's up? Today, it's finally warm here today, so he wants me to go fill up the pool. Oh, yeah. Tell, tell nice. everybody, not everybody knows where you are now, so you're in, you're down under. Yeah, I live near Devil's Beach, um, and uh, uh, it's in Torquay. Um, at Bell's Beach is about a 10, 12-minute 12 12 drive, and um, it's uh, <laughs> somewhere about south, we're south of uh, Melbourne slash Wuhan. Uh, about an hour and a half because Melbourne had the worst lockdown. They're still locked down. Um, and they can't leave uh, then anywhere in the world. Wow. Worse than Wuhan. That's crazy. <laughs> Did you say it? Ambak. Well, and that means wave in Indonesia. Ambak. He's looking at this guy. He's like, do you see he's in space? <laughs> he's, in that, he's in that zone where he's like, all right, there you go. Like, go yeah. Go outside, okay? So all cool. Right. See you, buddy. So much fun. Hey, 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 hey. Papa Gurr. Yeah. You know how they are, you know how they borrow they go, transport. You know, like, <laughs> transport. Go taxi. <laughs> transport. <laughs> And you gotta go like, oh yeah. They go, what would you like to eat? And you're like, can I get some chicken? And they go, chicken. (laughs) With him, I always go, Zygmunt. Remember Hogan's Heroes, girl. Okay, it's time to commit. 
2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never? I, I know it. nothing! <laughs> yeah, I love that show, the boat. Yeah. The boat, man, he's like, it's small, he's like, there you go. Uh, well, I, uh, my... Parents, uh, we lived in L.A. when I was four or five, something five or five or in that zone. Uh, we did a bunch of traveling before then. Um, and then when my parents split up, I was about seven, six or seven, seven-ish, and then we moved to Cardiff. Um, wow. I moved, I moved with my mother down there. And um, um, and then, yeah, I, I think I tried surfing once. With, with my dad when I was about eight, um, I think my dad was just reading the paper, not paying attention, and and I, I was like a real blown out day, and I, I I didn't have any fun, and I came in and was like, yeah, I don't, I don't like I don't like surfing, and um, I don't think he, I, I don't remember him saying like, well, you should try harder or anything. I think he was I think I don't remember any of it, you know. I remember seeing this older guy with a with a with one of those. Um, his bicycle, he made he made like a wagon wheels and like a way to put your bike on the back, put your board, and you know the old school like drive to the beach with the wheels. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I was like, oh, you surf, you surf. Oh, and he's like, yeah, man. Like everybody in the seventies, when you're a little kid, seem like they're like, yeah, man. You know, that's probably too hard for you. I don't know. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know what like uh, like. Uh, Anyway, um, then we, uh, then I don't know, somehow like, we moved to, we moved over to Lucadia. We moved right by the beach. And uh, one day we were walking down to the beach. I was 10, and there was a board on the beach, and um, <clears throat> just laying there, no fin, just just like sitting there. And I walked, you know, I was with a friend, and I, I go, how's that surfboard just right there, like just sitting there? Like, is that anybody's board? And it's like, I don't know, man, let's just go swimming, you know? And I was like, no, I, I that, that the, that board, that board's like, I and I'm like, I'm gonna, if that's nobody's board, I'm, I'm gonna try it, you know. And so I asked, you know, <coughs> let's say in '76 at Beacons Beach, and I, I just asked like randomly, like there weren't like a lot of people on the beach, but I'm like, hey, is that your board? What? What? It was almost like it was white and had like a picture of Jesus on it. <laughs> somebody, somebody put, you know, like it sounds kind of pretty. Uh, pretty deep, but it had a picture of Jesus on it, and it was kind of semi buried in the sand in a way, you know. And it was I asked everybody. I even you know when you're a kid, you don't have like that. Um, you know, I have that like. There's no way someone's sitting 400 yards away. That's their board. You know what I mean? But I still was like, I want to make sure I, was, I didn't steal it. You know, and so I was like, 
hey, is that your board over there? And they're like, what? And I'm like, that over there, is that yours? And they're like, no. <laughs> so I took it and I ended up standing up on it that day. And, um, and as soon as I stood up, the thing just started, you know, like no fin on it. So it started going <laughs> like this. And I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. And I had at that board that I tried when I was eight years old um, uh, was at the house. And it was actually a Bing. And um, I grabbed, I, I, I told my friend, I'm like, dude, dude, this is so much fun. You should try this. I, and and I, I, I'm i going to go home and get my board. He's like, what are you doing? Let's just be, let's just, you're such a weird kid. Like, let's just play at the beach and like go swimming and let's go find stuff. I'm like, no way, man. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm going to go get this board. This is, this, this, dude, you got to try this. Anyway, I ran home, came back, started surfing that day, and then, um, and then that's the a crazy story. Day. Like, Army? that's a crazy yeah. story because uh, I, I, I think I, I read that part, you know, of you finding that board somewhere, and it had a, a picture of Jesus on it with no fin, and you you surfed it and caught waves on it, and it turned your life into surfing, right? Like. All of a sudden, you were, you were hooked. But the path is so weird because I, I went I went back to get that Bing board. And then that day, <laughs> like I'm such a weirdo, that day I, I, I wrote it. I came home. I told my mom, I'm like, hey, I'm going to be, listen, just, uh, you know, notice, put a notice up. I'm going to be surfing every day, mom. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and by the time I get to fifth grade, I, if I'm, maybe if I'm like, you know, the best surfer in school and, uh yeah, the chicks are going to dig me, and, um, you know, my life, this is what I'm doing, you know. And, yeah, it all laid out. Hey, yeah, you know, <laughs> okay, yeah, there's other things, and I'm like, no, there isn't. No, there's not. There's just surfing. And so um, we, I, I surfed every day, and then um, and then there was, this is August of 1976, and then in November, like right around now, um, or November 7th, um, I was at uh, my mother worked at a real estate agent and all the real estate guys served and they had this company picnic at, in Del Mar at the beach and, and I was there with my mother and I was serving with the older guys and the thing was that I didn't realize this until much later in life but when I was a little kid my mother was a um, my mother was a uh, here oh. <laughs> oh it's right there it's right here. My mother was a professional water skier. Professional yeah. water skier. Yeah. And your dad was a diver. Wow, what good genes you had there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Athletic and coordinated and wow. Look at mom. Look at moms. That's so Sick. epic. Yeah. And um, and so she did these like, you know, water she'd do all these water shows and stuff like that. And my dad being a diver, he'd do like uh, diving shows, and they had these water shows that there were divers and water skiers and synchronized. My mother was also a synchronized swimmer, so I was in the pool from like I can't remember learning how to swim. I like always was in the pool, and I was like, I'm I'm, I'm sure this isn't a stretch of imagination. I was a hyper kid. I'm I'm like a hyper adult, so like <laughs> I, I, I was so hyper. <laughs> I used to love being at the bottom of the pool and going like this and then shooting to the top. You know, yeah. I used to love that feeling of the water on my body and you know, like I was like a fish. And yeah. so when I when I would fall off the board, 
I used to just touch the sand and be like, I'm back up, get back on the board and be like, I want another one. <laughs> and so I took off in this wave. I fell backwards. I touched the bottom and I went to come back up right at the same time. <laughs> oh, this is great. This is good things I can tell you. It's so much better. But this is my, somebody gave me my old linden. Oh my but God. Epic. Right at the same time that I came up, the board went boof and hit me right in the nose. Oh. And it pearled after I fell backwards, and it went underwater. And then right at the same time that I came up to get the breath, I was only 10, and it just went, bam, right on my nose. Oh. Super, super gnarly. And I had, um, I had uh, 150 stitches. My, step, my septum was completely, my nose was broken in four spots. And um, I got a big scar right here. My whole lip, the whole thing came. Face was super swollen uh, for a long time after that. I had a cast on my face, you know, like I had like a plaster cast. And wow. I remember when going out, people were just staring at me. And I just was like, I just said to my mom, like, what the fuck are those people looking at? I was so pissed off. Like, <laughs> so mad. So that happened so when mad. you were, that, that was when you were 10? That's when I was 10. And I was like, and I, and, and, so I was in the hospital. I had two different operations. My my scar kept shrinking and pulling my nostril over all this stuff, plastic surgery and all that. And um, my mother's like, yeah, you know, so roundabout way, like maybe you'll surf again. I'm like, no, I'm never surfing again. No way, no way. Like I'm I'm not surfing. She, you never know. And I'm like, no, mom, are you kidding me? I'm not surfing again. This, like, yeah, I'm it's traumatic. I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. And uh, what, what 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 about the girls at school in fifth grade, man? What were you gonna uh, do? Uh, that, that was that was like that was um that like the way I looked, I looked like uh like I felt like I looked like a, a like a primate. I like my my nose was huge. Like I just like I just didn't I hated the way I was like man I look like I'm so ugly now. Like I got no chance with the chicks. You know like I'm like. <laughs> And my dad, my dad, who's broken his nose and broken his face, and that's a whole other story and all that stuff from his diving thing. Because um, he used to jump out of a balloon, and there he is right there. <laughs> um, and he uh, uh, he just laughed and was like, "Yeah, cool. This will make things <laughs> more masculine and, and give you more character." Yeah. that's what he said. That's such and a like, tough guy. I was just like, what character? Cartoon character? I don't look like a cartoon character. Like you know, you know, you know. So anyway, uh, I had a pretty rough start, and then what happened was, fuck. I mean, we live like Peach. So like, there no phone. No hold on yeah. a second though. At ten years old, you're pretty focused on girls and being a professional surfer already. That's that's pretty damn young. Right. I, I didn't think I didn't think about professional serving at ten. I thought about the girls. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I've been interested in girls since I, was, I can remember. My dad, you know, we lived in Las Vegas. There were always pretty girls around. I was like, who's that? You know, I get kind of like, uh, you know, like just, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, DNA, man. I don't know, you know, man, you know, like, woman, man, you know. Anyway. Um, 
That's funny. Yeah, I was never one of those kids that was afraid of girls or not into girls. I was always into girls. Yeah. But anyway, so, so like, the what happened was I didn't go to school. Like, you know, I was kind of like, you know, I had this year and a half period where I had these operations and, like, just, um, yeah, I just, I was, I was pretty pissed off. Yeah. And then, um, and, um, and then what happened was we did by the beach and just all my, there was no phones, no computers, no, you know what I mean? Like nothing, three channels, I don't know, you know what I mean? It's like I couldn't just veg out, no video games, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like people, all my friends are going to the beach. After a while, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to go to the beach because that's where everybody is. So I'm going to go down there. I'm not surfing. And I went down there again a few times and then I'm like, eh, you know, I'm so, I'm so, such a good swimmer. But I'm like, okay, well. And then, what, and then it dawned on me. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to kneeboard. Maybe that's safer. <laughs> yeah, because that's safer, right? Yeah. And so this kid who was like, you know, at this point, I'm like 11 and a half or somewhere in that zone. And this kid who's like seven or eight has got like a little kneeboard he's standing up on. And, you know, me being like the con artist salesman guy that I'm like just you know, you know, I just, I was just like, hey, bud, uh, you know, hey, where do you live? And he's like, oh, I live, you know, kind of far away and everything. And I'm like, oh, I live right by the beach. You, you ought to, you know, maybe you ought to leave your board at my house. <laughs> you, can't put your, you can't put your board on the bus, uh, you know, uh, and then this way you could hop on the bus, come down. Dude, you can surf whatever you want. Great idea, dude. This is what you ought to do. And he's like, mm, I don't know, Mom. No, I, I, you know, you're young. You don't really know how good of an idea that really is. This will get you surf way more. <laughs> so my my intention was that he could surf more, but it was a win win. Yeah. You know, right? <laughs> so I thought you were going to say you were going to get your body on a boogie and start boogie boarding. <laughs> no, no, I didn't do that. But um. I felt good about, like, I, I've always kind of, I've, I've always had that feeling of, like, it has to be good for both. Yeah. My dad's just pounded that in me from me. I used to say, it's got to be good for both, otherwise it's not a really good deal. So I thought, this is great for this kid. And I'll, I'll call him a few times and remind him, hey, your board's here. It's in good conditions. You should come down and surf more. Normally, you can only come down with your parents, you know, like, whatever. So I took the board and, um, and I kneeboarded half a wave <laughs> and I took it off I paddled into it I got up on my knees I got up on my knees I was like and I go this is stupid and I just went woof and I, and I stood up on that, on that wave and rode it and then I was like hooked again I was like because I had that three months of experience before yeah. So I was like, oh my God, this is like skateboarding, but better. And um, and then, yeah, I had the kids board for, I don't know how long, a month, or I don't know what it was. And finally the kid's like, hey, uh, you can't like board back. You know, and I'm like, all right. You, you know, and I ended up buying a, buying a board. And then I got back into it and I was just like, <laughs> straight into it. And, you know, it's no con, not really contests and all that kind of stuff. And then you know, I was just a really incorrigible kid, and my my mother couldn't handle me, and she's like, "You got you get this is about I'm about 14, 13, 13. She said, "You're gonna have to move in with your dad." And 
my dad lived in Arizona at the time, and I was like, Oof. are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, Mom? I'm like, you know, you're going to ruin my career. <laughs> I haven't even, I think I certainly like do contests. I am like, you're going to ruin my career. You're going to ruin my life. I'm going to ruin your persona. <laughs> and uh, so I had to move to Arizona. I moved to Arizona, and I was just that bummed. And during that time, uh, you guys know, you know John Glom? Yeah. You know John Glom? Yep. By chance, Laura? Nectar. Yeah. Yeah. Nectar. So... Glom, like, Nectar said, hey, look, we want to get some young guys on the team. We want to make them some boards and um, and pay for a few of their contests and sort of make, like, a, call it a mini Hooney team. And I found out I found out about that through Larry, through Colby. Because I'm calling Colby from Arizona going, dude, how is it out there? He's like, yeah, waves. His voice is super high. And then he's like, yeah, waves are so good. <laughs> dude, I can't believe you're in Arizona. I'm like, dude, I can't believe it either. Man. What am I doing out here? Anyway, he's like, yeah, John. And one day he goes, oh, yeah, John told us he's going to do a team. And well, I'll stop doing the high Larry voice. But he's like, yeah. Um, he told us they're going to do this team, and they're going to pay for a contest, and they're going to get us some boards, and they're going to take us around. And I'm just listening to that on the phone, watching my ship sail by, going, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Oh, devastating. That's it? I'm the opportunity is passing you by. And anyway, I ended up coming, um, I ended up, uh, so I went into full salesman mode and talked to uh, uh, Larry's mom about, could I just sleep in the garage and I'll be good, I'll clean stuff, I'll do whatever, you know, because my mother was like, you're not moving back here, you're too much to handle. And she agreed and I got back there and I was like, woo, I got back there and on like the second day I was back. I was surfing at Beacons with Glom and and because um, Glom was the team head of the team and uh, and Larry and uh, this guy uh, Tony Mason and this other guy named Kenny Clemens and um, and then Chris Menzi ended up being on the team and uh, Glom I'm just you know I'm just like trying to rip as hard as I can in front of Glom just hoping just hoping he would pick me like hoping. And I never forget. I've told the story before, but dude, this is like just like that moment where, you know, it, the music just goes, oh, and he, we throw our boards on this ice plant at Beacons, and like everybody's like, that's where everybody gives each other shit, and just, you know, it's just like the spot. And Glom goes, so what, Gerlock? You gonna ride for us or what? And I was just, I was just like, oh. I just was like. My life is like it's, it's gonna happen, you know what I mean? It's gonna happen. Like amazing moment for me, and then from that point forward, um, uh, uh, Nectar made us these surfboards. Blom had this like brown '70s van with eight-track tapes of Zeppelin in it, and we were driving up the WSA events and like. And tackling each other, wrestling, <laughs> wrestling in there, surfing all day long, you know, I mean, laughing so hard and just, you know, getting second and being like so pissed off and like just all the funny, fun yeah. stuff. I had the best upbringing because of Glom and so thankful that Nectar did that. And, that's so know, right. That's, so that's it, awesome. It, how how it, old it, were you it, at that time? Pardon me? How old were you at that time? Like 14? 14. Yeah. yeah. So, Gert, how long were you in Arizona for? Not that long, then, right? 
Yeah, I was in Arizona for like the end of the year, you know, like from like April to graduation, like maybe um, April to like beginning of June. Yeah. And, uh, so, so that prison you know, sentence didn't last too long. No, 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 dude, 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 dude. Two, two and a half months for a third. You know, I just turned fourteen. Like right, that that was an eternity. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was an eternity. I was like, oh, man, you're forever. I'm, lose, I'm going to lose it. I'm not even going to be able to surf when I get back. You know, like, you just don't understand. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. days without surfing back then was like, dude, I haven't surfed in two days. Yeah. <laughs> you, so, you, you, probably, you probably came back even better just, you know, like, taking that time off and just thinking about it. Dude, I, and they had, they had a, um, so my dad had a laser light show in this place called Legend City, and I worked for him. And, um, they had that's that the wave pool was there that Tempe Arizona the Rick Kane wave pool I went and surfed it. That's crazy. I went and surfed it back then. I was like, oh my god, this whole thing sucks, but it's at least I'm surfing. <laughs> and um, and I saw Kiss, at, and I saw this I saw UFO and, um, and I fired, my dad fired me. My dad fired me. <laughs> and I I and, and and rightly so because. Um, I was telling my wife because we had um, we had uh, you know had people that don't read the website and they just go hey can I do this or whatever and they don't read and uh, and well, the laser light shows here right and people would walk up and there was all this written material right you know behind it oh it's you know this is what it is this is how much it costs this is this this is experience and everybody walked up would ask the questions that were on the board and I was like that cocky 13 14 year old kid. <laughs> And they'd go, hey, is it is it this? And I'd be like, well, is it this? And I'd be all, like this. And I was super unlike cool, you know. Like I was like, what's your problem? Like, can't you read? Can't you read? He heard me. Oh, heard me saying somebody like, can you read? It's all right here. My dad's like, that's it. You're fired. You know, the customers, you asshole. And so I'm like, what? Oh, God, people are so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but their money, but their money is so, so you got to zip it. So anyway, uh, I told my wife, like, just like you just got to realize people just don't read. Like they just they they, they want to hear it from somebody. They want to yeah. hear it. They want to. So some people need. I, I I mean I get it, but that was my first lesson with that. And um, so anyway, I, I was walking. I I, I walked home. I'm like. You know, I'm walking home, and and and, and he has stories. Like he's like he's like after work, I drive. I'm driving. I'm driving back home, and there you are on the side of the road walking home. And this is in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. I'm walking home. It's like I don't know five miles. I'm so pissed off at my dad. I'm like just walking home, and he pulls up. He goes, "Uh, you want to ride?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> and then I go, "Okay." And then I jump in. That's so awesome. I got the best stories of my dad. Anyway. So so you lived in Arizona for two and a half months, go back to Lacadia, having the time of your life, and then you guys you, John Glom, Chris Benzi, that crew, you, oh, you were Larry. Larry Colby. Larry, Larry Colby too. And he's from Huntington oh, though, right? No, Col- no, that's all I'm getting to that story okay. because yeah, Colby was my best friend. He and I in Encinitas, Lugadia, Swami's 
would, would surf together every day and talk about being professional surfers and, you know, try to outsurf each other and, and laugh and just, yeah, he was my best friend. Then I, then I, then what happened was my mother moved to Las Vegas when I was 15 and I, um, I wasn't moving there and, uh, I'd already, I'd already uh, been surfing in these NSSA events and winning them and stuff like that. So I was already like, hey, look, this is what I'm doing. And my dad was living in North County, and my dad's like, all right, I'll move down to North County. So he moved down to North County, but he should have moved to Encinitas, and he, he didn't want to move to Encinitas. He, he moved to, like, Solana Beach. So I had to go to a different high school. And back then, like, a different high school – you know, being five mile, four, four or five miles from your friend was a, was a big deal because you didn't, like, have a car and, like, you know. And so I went oh, to yeah. high school, and that's when I surfed Seaside every day because I had Seaside as my, um, uh, it was uh, where we had surf class. And so I, I got to, you know, I got to know Seaside Reef really well. And um, anyway, so I kind of didn't see Larry for that one year. And then my after a year my dad's like I, I i can't stand it down here there's no action i'm like what do you mean he's like there's just nothing going on down here like he's like you know like, what he meant was there's no chicks it was just a small town he wanted to be in orange county where there was more chicks and more business and more stuff going on and he said uh why don't you uh, why don't you move up there with me you know what i mean if you don't like it you can move back and i was like yeah because uh, i was thinking about just moving in with a friend even though I'm like 15, right? But that's just how it was, you know? And and then I talked to Larry, and he goes, yeah, uh, my mom's pissed off at me. I got to move in with my dad up to Huntington. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what do you mean? He's like, and so he, he moved to Huntington right when I did. And he, his, dad lived on, his dad lived on 12. His, his dad and his stepmom lived on 12. We met at a house on 11, and it was like, Fucking bro fever all over again. Wow. Just in a new town. That's so cool. Yeah, like the, not, I wasn't just the lone new guy. We were the... We you were had your best friend with you. that moved together that got along super good that were like... Like, dude, we're like... We're like down to getting fights with people from Canoga <laughs> Park and stuff like that for the for for the locals. You know, Billy Webb, Mike Dodd, yeah. North... Bad Downey, Pod Dukes, you know, like they just like, do hard. Um, dude, there were just so many characters. And that year, so I was 16, I moved to Huntington. I got my first, like, you know, real girlfriend. And um, that was amazing because I would just, I would surf Northside every day. Yuck. And I couldn't believe how consistent it was in the summer because Encinitas in North County isn't a good isn't really that great in the summer. It's like, yeah, winter spot. Great. And I was like, oh my God, every day there's something here. And all the chicks and all the, everybody would just hang out on North side, listening to K-Rock, K-Rock on Ghetto Blasters. <laughs> and I had my girlfriend and I would come in and just crumb donut myself on the, on the sand and then roll out with her and then go back out and then, and then go back to her house before her mom came home and get it on and then before mom came home we'd be watching mtv mtv just started we'd just be kicking back and then her mom would come home and be like you're so cute like, oh, you want some dinner and i'm like oh yeah and then i just i do that on repeat like you know people always talk about summer of 16 was amazing but mine was literally like amazing 
And then everybody's energy around surfing and pro surfing in Huntington Beach was so much more uh, uh, welcoming. And, and and there's there's no place I've really lived in the world where, because I've lived all over the world, where I felt brotherhood and with, so quickly. Yeah. Like, I was going to ask you. And I still feel like I got a, a huge piece of my heart. I've been in HB for three years, but like it, you know, like a huge... Yeah. yeah. You know. Well, the, well, those those teenage years are so you know impressionable with like you know growing and maturing and those bonds and that 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 time of your life where everything's new, whether it's a girlfriend or a different place or you know focusing on surfing. I mean, you're definitely that's always going to have a, a place in your heart for sure. So, Gert, were they were the locals? Uh, did they accept you right off the bat, or did yeah. you have to like kind of? Prove yourself in the in the in the surf first. Um, you know they accepted me right away because I knew I'm I'm pretty quick at being able to decipher who's the alpha and all that stuff and not I didn't come with an, with like hey I'm the new guy like like this I came with like man I'm really happy to, I'm stoked and like you're and you know like I kind of. No, nothing was disingenuous. It wasn't like I was telling some guy that it was bogging like a ribbon. I just, you know, I just knew. I moved around so much. I moved to Arizona. I moved, like I moved around so much. I started. I learned people, and I learned. I, 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 um, I like people. So I, I, I pick the people I like, and I give them like, you know, compliments, and then they. I think what what happened was Larry and I brought injected like a positive energy. We both served well. Yeah, at our age, and we, 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 we sort of, I could feel a little grumbling from Bobby, Bobby Knudsen, because he was the man at the time, you know, but I was, I, I just would shower with compliments, I didn't, I didn't be like, oh, hey, I'm the new guy, move over, I was, yeah. I'd always be like, dude, I love your style, man, you know, and, and you know, Bobby, yeah, Bobby, gorilla hands, <laughs> dude, Bobby, a regular size, kind of a stocky guy to be like, you know, and I'm like, whoa, he's smart. Yeah. And same with Jason. And Jason, but Jason was real little. And anyway, I, we didn't, I didn't encounter, and there was a couple guys, but I won him over eventually because I wasn't a pussy, but I wasn't a dick, you know? I don't yeah. know, you know what I mean? But were you, were you surfing against, against, sorry to interrupt, but were you surfing against like Bud Lom on the NSSAs and did you have guys you already knew before moving there? Um, Steve North. Steve I, North. I, I, knew, I, I, I rode down with Steve North before I moved there, um, because uh, I'd see him at the contest, and um, I like I like Steve, and um, um, you know he's a full character, um, but uh, but um, yeah, and uh, so no, Bud Wallace is older, so he was already like I, you know. A, yeah, he, he quickly became one of my favorite servers because I, 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 when I moved, I got to see him serve, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's so good!" Yeah. Well, and um, yeah, he's fun to watch for sure. Yeah. So, so uh, how often were you surfing contests? Were you in full contest mode then at that age? Oh yeah, I was at. I had. Um, I guess you know, I won. I won the NSSA season and won the nationals. And then moved to Huntington, so it was like I got sort of like the Huntington High School team was like, yeah, you know, like, and I'm like, hey, you, 
you just see my friend Larry serve. He fucking serves better than me. You know what I mean? Like, and he's coming too. And they're like, Whoa! so Huntington <laughs> High, High days with Kissel and Bigler and Duhart and freaking Schumacher and like, um, oh man, all star crew. He was a he was a he was a piece of work. Um, who else was there? The, the coolest guy to me was like <laughs> was Pat Downey and. Um, and um, uh, Mike Downey was really nice to me, even though Mike Downey's like, like Mike Downey's like, you know, pretty. It was important for me to, to, to that Mike Downey liked me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Duke was super nice. Duke's rad guy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool dude, and yeah, it was super fun. It was you know, and and dude, we used to go to like Old World. In <laughs> Valley, you know, whatever that beach and whatever, and like that's when people, you know, like Human League, and you know, and people dancing like that. Like it was just like I was like, oh my god! And the next thing you know, we're on the streets fighting some people for I don't know what reason, you know. Like, but I was there. I was like, I'm doing it. I was just, these are my guys, you know. Like it just, I don't know. Like so much fun, man. That's so, so crazy. Such, such, such a good time. So, so you said uh, Nectar was your first sponsor, then, right, for surfboards? Yeah. So, who, yeah. who, uh, who was your like wetsuit, clothing, like your first kind of sponsors? Um, uh, Victory too. Nice. Um, when I moved to HB, I got like you know, I um, Greg Wade and and stuff. They they sponsored me. Um, Randy Lewis sponsored me. Um, they uh. They actually gave me a little bit of money to go get um, some, uh, get a sandwich at uh, at Jan's every day because I wasn't mean, really working. I was just surfing, you yeah. know. And you know, I don't come from a wealthy family, and yeah, and and stuff. I got a funny story about working. I, I worked, you know. I worked at Sunline for a little bit. Oh, that was funny. You know? Nice. Did you really? You worked at Sunline? Yeah, I worked at Sunline. And the first day I worked there, I sold a board. And the guy who owned Sunline, um, Pakistani guy, oh, I can't remember his name, but he was like, "Wow, man, you are really incredible." You know, like, wow. <laughs> and, and, and he was like, he was super impressed with me. And I'm like, "Yeah, man, watch this. I'll just sell, I'll sling these things all day long." <laughs> <laughs> it was the only board I sold. And, um, and after a while, he's like. Why don't you straighten out the, the racks and you know something is standing around and I was like I was like straighten out the racks. I'm out here trying to sell, bro. You know, but anyway. That is classic. My favorite was Randy Williams at Robert August. You know, the guy's the funniest. We used to just go there all the time because it was it was comedy. You know. George Lambert and uh, that's where I met Dave Kennedy. And, nice. Um, who became one of my best friends? We travel around the world together a lot. I'm still really good friends with him, and love the guy to death. And you know, um, but uh, uh, yeah, funny. Uh, let's see. So yeah, victory. I got sponsored by Ray Lewis for a little bit, and then um, uh, let's see. When I was in Encinitas, I got I went from Nectar to Brewer, and then from Brewer to Sunset Surfboards. And then when I moved to Huntington, that's when I started riding for uh, Randy Lewis. And um, I got, and then I had uh, Paul, I had Tim Pony make me some boards. Nice. Um, and then 
this guy Paul Burke who passed away um, yeah. not that long ago it's a bummer um, Paul came to me and said hey man I, uh, oh sorry I, yeah so when I wrote for Brewer I got I got Linden's and um, and I wrote for Linden for a little while and the, the funny thing was is when I wrote for Linden is I I went into the shape room one day with him and he was just saying to me like he's got a really high voice he's like Brad you know there's no money in shaping you know it's like he was talking with me like I was an adult and I was such a grom that I was like no money in shaping I'm like this guy's gonna stop soon if there's no money in it I better get somebody else like you know kind of I, I just you know I don't know why he was unloading that on me but um uh so I ended up writing for um yeah I I and I got Linden's later in life too, and um, but uh, yeah, 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 Tim Pony. And then Paul Burke was like, "Hey man, um, I'll make you five boards. Uh, I'll make you five boards. If you don't like me, just give them back to me or whatever, and I'll make you another one or whatever." And I was like, "Whoa, five boards!" I was like, "Oh my god, baller!" And then he made me these five boards, and they worked super good. One of them was a double wing swallow, uh, uh, you know, three fin. And um, I wrote it in the amateur world title, and, and it worked super, super, super good. And then I had, a, I had three boards I took to Hawaii that worked insane, a 6.4, 6.10, and a 7.6, I think. And Dang. Boards worked super good. And I, um, but then... Um, I don't think many people know you rode for Burke or had Burke's. Right? Yeah, I got a couple of shots. I got shots in the magazine with Burke on my board. Wow. Um, I think I've seen a couple of those. Um, but then uh, it was weird. It was kind of uh, so. Greg Wade knew this guy Alan Maine up in Ventura, who made Breeze and Surfboards. And oh yeah. He, and he, um, they wanted to sponsor me, and they, they, they said they pay me a hundred bucks a month. And um, you know, at that point, I was like, yay, yay! I'll make <laughs> money from surfing. You know, hey, I'm here. I did that snap. Boom! <laughs> you know, like yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, it was just all gravy, you know. So, anyway, I got these boards from Breezen, and, and he was one of the. I, I was told he's one of these guys who shapes one rail completely first, and then shapes the other. It's pretty cool. Wow. You know, no machines back then, so I got. He made me a board. I loved it. I, I love. I it worked really good. He made me a. I got him to make me a black one. And so I had this picture of me with a black board that um, I took to Australia. Um, uh, that our brewer took. It's black. It looks so rad. Um, wow. And then what happened was the contest that, you know, Aki did that, like, surf into summer, and Aki did that air that, like, everyone's like, oh, my God. And they just, you know, like, they, yeah. I was at that contest with my blackboard, and, um, and uh, Sean, um, Sean Thompson came up to me and said, hey, listen, I want to sponsor you uh, for surfboards. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, listen, I think if you're learning something, you know, that's uh, <laughs> you know, roundabout way of saying, is you're not learning such a piece of shit, you can do really well. You know, so he, kind of, he didn't say it that way, but he just kind of said, like, look, I'm getting you, like, top quality surfboards. I think you've got a lot of potential, and, and I think, you know, and I, if you ride for me, I'll help you. I know some shortcuts or whatever. And, and I said, uh, oh, man, I'm so flattered. That's awesome. I'm like, I... Uh, but I got this deal with, and I, I can't like, you know, I can't just like go see you later. You know, I got a deal with this guy, but he is supposed to give me three boards when I get to Hawaii. So if I get to Hawaii and they aren't there, then I'll come 
I'll come talk with you. So <laughs> I get to Hawaii, there's one board, and it's for Davey Miller and I to share. <laughs> <laughs> Davey Miller is 6'2", like, you know what I mean? The thing is like, oof. And I'm like, I'm on my way to the top. I can't be dealing with this. Yeah. So I end up down. So Sean said, yeah, go talk to Barnfield. And Barnfield made me three boards. And I had this I had this conversation with Barnfield. I, I, I don't know if you've ever met Barnfield, but he's a super intelligent guy. But he can talk until, you know, he can talk forever. <laughs> and when you're a Grom and you're meeting like a legend like Bill Barnfield, you know, you, you're inclined to like just stay and listen. And the guy's going to be making boards. I never forget. I was standing outside his house through a window getting... Like nailed by mosquitoes, talking with him for like three hours. You know, like one of those deals. You know, where I'm like, you can't get up and leave. You got to sit there and listen. No, no, I had to stay the course. So anyway, maybe three boards. Um, they worked good. Um, and um, and yeah, the breezing guy got really bent out of shape, and they were gonna make like they were gonna like try to sue me or something like that. And you know, my dad had to get involved and kind of say, look, man. You know, you're, you're not holding up your end of the bargain. You're taking advantage of it, man. So anyway, so, uh, it, it worked out to be all right, but yeah. Take us, uh, take us through your amateur to prof- uh, professional career. Um, well, the amateur one was started with John Glom, who I, I thought was, he's my first favorite surfer, uh, super stylish, really, really, really fast, really explosive, artistic guy, funny, funny guy, like really, really, like, and, and with a big heart, like he actually, when my mother moved to Las Vegas and I was 14, um, 14, 15 in that zone before my dad moved down, I asked my mother if John could be my guardian and she ended up, um, uh, he, he was like, he ended up being my guardian. He lived at my house. He watched my sister and I. To this day, my mother was like, yeah, he's, he's by far the best. He was the best sort of baby. He wasn't really babysitting, but like, you know, he's the best guardian or whatever I ever hired. He's just, he just has a, he's just a very um, thoughtful, considerate, you know, pays attention. Hey, don't do that. Go to school, girl. Okay, do it. Don't do that. You know, kind of thing. Uh, and, um, and so that part there he helped me kick me into the contest thing and then i ended up doing the uh the nssa and i won a bunch of them and and won the nationals and that kind of catapulted me onto the national team and then got on the national team and then ian cairns was like you know he wanted me to i don't know what he wanted me to do and i didn't want to do it and next thing you know i got i kind of i didn't get picked for the team the year after and i was labeled an asshole or a you know, punk or a punk, and, and then I got in trouble at high school. I asked the wrong chick to the prom. She had a bunch of friends I never even knew that that uh, that brought a bunch of cocaine in the limousine, and I was like, you know, I, I just want to get laid. And, and I knew this chick. Was, I knew I was gonna. I knew she'd put out. So I'm like, I'm just gonna ask her because I want to get laid, you know, and have a good time. And um, dude. I just turned 18, and we got pulled over in the cops, and I went to jail. It was so heavy. So the, the, all this, just before going to be a pro, I 
I got labeled as some drug addict guy. Like, you know, I was like, no, I'm, no, I, that's not what I'm doing. You know, yeah. like, I'm just, <laughs> just, I'm, just trying to get laid. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, you know, just loose, man. Like, you know, but I'm not, a, I'm, I'm staying the course. Don't worry, you know. But no, man, I was having, I was running for Quicksilver, and they were like, oh, you, you were running for Quicksilver? Yeah, we can't have you riding for us anymore. And I was just like. You know, and I come to learn later, yeah, I was probably a little too close to home. <laughs> no kidding, dude. What, what was their slogan? If you can't rock and roll, don't fucking come? No, I fucking rock and roll, but then they were like, you can't come because you rock and roll. And I did, I did. I was too callous. I, I was a grom. I didn't understand that you could be in the wrong place at the wrong time. I just thought everything was hunky-dory, and I was like, but no, that, yeah, gu- guilty gonna, by I'm association. Gonna, so I'm not going to do it. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to drink and stuff, but I'm, a, you know, my main focus was to have a good time at the prom and see all my friends and dance and then take her home. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. You do when you're when you're 18 years old. I'm 18, man. You know? Yeah. What uh was that the first and last time you ever been to jail? <laughs> no. In a little bit, I'm in a little bit of a bad boy, but um, but not 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 a not not a, a bad bad boy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, we are. So when you uh, was this was this prom or like a, a school dance? Was this in Huntington? Yeah, it was yeah. on the news. Kids caught with cocaine, and you know it was like no was way. Like, I got kicked out of school. Oh my gosh! I didn't get. Um, I didn't get. Uh, I didn't get convicted because it wasn't my. It wasn't my stuff, and I didn't even do any. So, I, like, I when I talked to the cops, I'm like, it's not mine. I didn't bring it. I and they go, whose is it? And I, I just said, I don't want to comment anymore. I just, you know. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. And they knew it wasn't me, so I didn't get convicted. And um, but I got kicked out of school, and I got and since I got kicked out of school. Uh, Chuck Allen called me in and said, Brad, Brad's doing drugs. You know, instead of just calling me and going, are you okay, man? Like, is, I, is this you? And, you know, he was such an asshole. And so then they wouldn't let me in the NSSA events because I got kicked out of school and I was on my way to the world title, the, the, the amateur world title, which I was planning to surf the world amateur world title and they go, bro. And so I didn't qualify for the trials to make the team. But Ugh. I went to junior college. I went to Orange Coast College real quick. Blah, 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 and I got into the very last event. Got second in that. Catapulted up to seventh. And, uh, and they said, well, you qualify for the trials for the trials. So there's 35 guys from Hawaii and East Coast and Texas. And you have to win it. So I won it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so you're seeing a chance. Pardon me? You're s- where was that? Where was that contest? At HB, at HB, at, on Southside. Yeah. I won it. So I, I went, so then I got invited to the, then I got, I could surf in the trials to make the U.S. team. I got second in that. So I made the team. Sick. And then I, wow. the very first event, I got second. And then, and then uh, I ended up, um, I didn't do well in the Ventura one. And then the, then the, the last one that was in Huntington, Ben Ipa sent all his guys to sit on me. I couldn't couldn't get through. And that's when I that's when I took the high road and went over to Ben and said, "Yeah, hey, look, I'm not pissed off. I understand what you were doing, and you know, I'm, I'm bummed that I didn't get to perform, but I'm not I'm not mad at you guys, or you know, what I mean, I, that's a tactic. I think it's kind of I think it's a crappy rule, but you know, like you know, I just yeah. want you to know there's no bad 
and he really liked my, um, you know, sort of taking on the chin attitude and, and my, you know, manning up and all that stuff. And then he ended up becoming my, my coach and my shaper. And I, I love that's right. all my, all my heart, yeah. you know, but, uh, yeah, that's so, kind of, it's so interesting how you can take a, a, some, a bad yeah. thing and then, and, and, and actually turn it into a good thing. Yeah. It, yeah, it seemed it seemed like it motivated you to try harder. But I mean, if that didn't pan out, making the trials and, and getting into that, you know, that that event. I mean, a lot of guys at your age were already turning pro. Were you just going to be like, "Hey, this doesn't work out"? Like, did you want that world title, junior, like title? What was the what was the thought? Yeah, I mean, if I didn't get invited to that, I wasn't stopping me. But I um, but I I got in there anyway, and then um. And then afterwards, the first event I surfed in was the OP Pro, and uh, and you know earlier that season they had this series called the Hang Ten, and there was like five events or four events, and I went to every one of them, and I did all right. I got fifth. I got I did I did pretty good, and I actually had won a pro event um, in Mexico against Davy Miller when I was seventeen, riding Burks at San Miguel Point. That was my first big win. And, um, but the thing was that, uh, these hang 10 events, Brett Lamas did really well. And, and Dave Parmenter ended up winning the whole thing, but Dave Parmenter was going really fast and doing big, you know, cutbacks and stuff like that. And Bud was like hitting the lip and, and, and doing, and just surfing way more radical. And I thought that Bud got ripped off and I was pissed off about it. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking bullshit. That's way harder to do than going on the shoulder. You know, just angry. Uh, I mean, I wasn't angry, but I, I'm passionate. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I love Bud, and I, and I, and I, and I, and you know, I, he's my guy. So anyway, when I I surfed in the first OP Pro, um, uh, I got um, I got through the trials. I went up against Kingsley Looker. I beat him. Then I went up against Terry Richardson, and I beat him. And then I had. Dave Parmenter, and, um, and and back then they used to introduce like D. David Moran would introduce like hey before the heat you know like it looks like you know like hey so uh, you know you got Dave Parmenter he's you know he's been he tore up the California season the blah 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 what do you think about him and I'm like I, he doesn't even know how to hit the lip. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 people and people just went like. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and the guy was like, what? And I go, yeah, I just watched him all day. He doesn't know how to hit the lip. So, you know, that's what I think about him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he, and, and we went out there. We had a close heat. He beat me. Um, oh. Back then, like, four judges to one. But, um, but uh, you know, I could have beaten him so easily if I just would have been a little more savvy of a competitor. I was less of a savvy competitor and more of a more of a uh, animal on my like attack. If I didn't fully get to attack it, I I I couldn't. Um, yeah, just that that's how I won, just on my attack, you know. But yeah. But anyway, man, Parmenter just fucking hated me after that. <laughs> hated me, hated me, like, and I was like, oh, so what? Fuck his butt should have beat you anyway. Take it like a man. So, I just yeah. I was pretty cocky, as you can tell, you know. But, Did you uh, turn pro? Were you already pro then in that that contest? Yeah, that was my first pro event. Okay. And, OP um, pro. But I felt like I was probably the cockiness had to do with being from 
HB, you know, like I, I mean, I was cocky when I lived in Encinitas too, but it's kind of a weird, it's like an instant, comes from that insecurity and, and, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know, I, there was, I got really misunderstood because I would say things that I wanted to do, like I wanted to be the best surfer in the world. And people would take it like I said, I'm going to be the best surfer in the world. Yeah. And I just yeah. said, look, I want to be the best. This is what I'm, tr- this is what I'm going for. People are yeah. like, yeah, Guru thinks it's going to be the best. And I'm like, well, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. But so people, put, oh, he's so cocky, man, you know. So it was, I got like a lot of misunderstanding in that, in, in that place. But, but man, I have, I have a, lot, a lot of drive, a lot of burning desire drive to prove people wrong and stuff like that. And, Huntington helped me with my, I think my personality. Like it, it, it embraced me, embraced my personality. Yeah. You know? And Encinitas was a little bit more like, hey, hey, cool your jets. Yeah. You know, be a yeah. small guy. You're talking too much. You know. And I was just like, fuck, oh, I got something yeah. funny to say. Yeah. I say it. Yeah. Encinitas is pretty. Encinitas. Huntington guy encouraged it. Yeah. Encinitas is pretty stony and and yeah. laid back. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you, you think about. Encinitas and, and Solana and all those those that little area of beaches, none of those guys are really outspoken, right? Like there's no outspoken dudes that come out of those areas, really. Yeah, yeah, so, not like Huntington, a color, colorful uh, group of characters that are are. I mean, like you you said, they they embrace you know that that loyalty, ruggedness, like you know, kind of spontaneous, active. Like they, you got a lot of a lot of people there that would. Um, you know, support you. So yeah, and Gur, you're like your surfing was was uh, I think to me it was like that the ushering of new school. You know, you you were like I was gonna say I got a couple couple things, but the the, the, the influence was that Huntington's peaky. So Insidious has got a little more longer, a little slower, a little like you know. I mean, it depends where you go. There's some spots that are definitely you know definitely have it, but a lot of the waves in Encinitas are, are more slopier and more, you know, more like cutbacks and, you know, like swamis, you know. There's a hollow section there. There's a couple of reefs that got hollow. There's definitely some, you know, like seaside has like a real nuggety, you know, like there is some, but Huntington just had these peaks. And if you wanted to get a turn off, the only place you, you notice Laura, you're one of the most vertical mofos I ever seen. I, I couldn't <laughs> believe how good you were, like, you know, I—I I mean, I shouldn't say word. You, I know that's still inside you, but yeah. that vertical backside off the lip that you had, dude, was like—I was like, whoa, he's going. You know what I mean? So you understand this? You guys understand this? Me from HP. So I changed my surfing. I had to take off. I had to fade, and then I had to twist and 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 get really vertical off the top. You're not doing that on a point wave. Yeah. You're just not. You're going down the line a bit. You set the turn up, and then you do it. But honey, you got to do it right from the start. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what helped me with my, I think, with my surfing is is it, it, it helped me in that way. And then and then going down to Newport where it's cuppy and like all that stuff. That's that's a whole. That's that's another really good thing too. So we bounce down there and bounce back. And Dave Kennedy, the first time I met him, he's sitting in front of Robert August with, you know. Um, a bunch of the HP guys, you know, and the, I would come walking up and he goes, Hey, uh, that's Newport. And I was like, like, like a full dig, right? Like I'm 
from Newport? Like, fuck <laughs> you, man. You know what I mean? And I was like, I, got, I don't know, how's Florida? And then that's how we started. But like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to say along with that, you know, those, those, the, the peaks and stuff like that. Um, is yeah. There was a time when I moved, I lived on Fifth Street right next to Pete's Mexican food, and I lived with Mike Watson. Do you know Mike Watson? No, you guys I don't. Know? So Mike Watson is like a, he, at the time, his hair is like, like, look like, um, dude, look like, he's a super handsome guy, like every single chick loved the guy. His look was cut off, he had like a cut off, um, like a sweatshirt that was cut off right here. Sort of those jeans that were like, not like skinny jeans, but like pretty tight and then pointy shoes. It was like a sort of a, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a mixture of, a, what's that? Rockabilly, bit of rockabilly without being, you know how you see those rockabilly guys that are just, they've got every trinket. He wasn't yeah. that, that's not it. But it was kind of, took from there, took from there and I was like, Dude, every chick like him, I'm like, I'm fucking copying that right there. And so I, I, I like, I, I went for it. I, and I, and he was my roommate. And I remember, you know, this is the funniest, this is the funniest shit. So I was 17. I lived there with Mike. And we, everybody would come over to our house. Bubba Sill, Billy Webb, just Doherty, just all the boys would come over. Hey, all right. Every night. I, I want to go to bed or something. I'm just like, fuck these guys. And Mike, Mike and I too were like, he goes, go fucking find somewhere else to hang out. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And they wouldn't do it. And finally, Mike and I go, fuck you guys, we're going surfing. And it was night. You know, you could surf at night, of course, the whites. So we get our boards and we fuck go down. And, and we don't know where those guys went. <laughs> this is so perfect. This is so perfect. We So Mike and I are walking down. We're like, fuck, this sucks. These fucking guys are over every night. Every night, I know, man. Drinking fucking, you know, we're complaining about them. We don't know where they've gone. They've pissed off, whatever. We get down there. There's a couple of rights on north side. I, can, I get my first one. It comes up, and I just, and boom. They're all on the pier. Woo! <laughs> 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 like, ah, Afterwards, we're nice. like, the house, and fucking, we're like, hey. I mean, it was, it was, no, you couldn't shake it. It was just... <laughs> So they ain't, you ain't getting rid of them. No, you, yeah. you may as well just join them. Like, yeah, quit complaining and just looking. All right, you know. And at that point, I was going to Wintersburg because it was night school, so I could surf during the day. And like inside, north side on high tide shore break, was just, dude. Sometimes it's just so perfect. I mean, <laughs> some of the oh my god, like waves come in. You're like, oh, oh, it's my turn. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, such good waves. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I would go to Wintersburg, and, and it was like I, I couldn't believe it was school. And I, I, I'm like there, and I'm like it's multiple choice, and I'm like, and then next thing you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like well, I fall asleep every night, and I, I decided, I told my dad, I'm like, you know what, I, I think I got to go back to regular school because I'm, I'm gonna miss something. You know, wow, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss this high school thing, you know. And we went back to, went back to HB as a senior, and just dude, it was so much fun. I 
just had so much fun. I really, I really loved a lot of the guys that were that that we surfed with and were on the surf team and lunchtime. Yeah. And it was just always cracking jokes. It wasn't, I wasn't uber competitive. Is what was cool. It was more like who could. It was friendly competitive. Like who could do the funniest thing or who could do it. You know, it was such a good time, man. That's, That's awesome. What 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 surf shops? I mean, you're you're bringing up you know guys like George and and. and and Billy Webb and North. I mean, where'd you guys right. hang? Robert August, Randy Lewis, oh, yeah, like Chuck tucked in. Or Randy Lewis, one of these, yeah. you know, those two. And, nice. Because uh, hunting and service part was way down on 17th or whatever. Yep. And um, and then you know Jackson and uh, and um, and Sunline were uh, you know they're owned by guys who didn't surf, so um, you know it was just like you know you got to hang with the guys that are surfing. Yeah. And just Randy Williams, man. Randy Williams. You want to hear a good this, this is the best story ever. This this is one of the best stories. So Randy Williams was like, Hey, uh, you gotta uh, you gotta come over and meet uh, Robert Stan, you know, Blackie, one of the first surfers ever, you know. Dallas Birdies, you know, the whole thing and I'm like, Oh man, I, I always I really wanted I'm always been open to meeting guys that pioneers and all that stuff. So he invites us we go over for dinner and it's it, it's Randy Williams. Robert's not there. It's just Blackie and his wife. And I'm not even sure I can even say what he said. But he, yeah, I'm going to have to, like, finesse this one. I'm 16. He's telling me about Pals Birdies and how they used to do this and do that and do that. I'm like, wow. He's like, yeah, nobody, whatever. He talks. He's a real rough guy like this. Yeah. And, <laughs> And I'm like, wow, this guy's like a man's man, you know, the whole thing. And he's like, yeah, we went down there, got the abalones in there. Man, they're the ugliest things. They look like, God. And uh, they look like a, a like, a, I actually can't even say it. They look like a, a women's part. You know, like, and the way he said it and the way he described it, and his wife is right there. And, you know, they're in their 60s or whatever. To me, they're like, I'm like, I've never heard anybody speak like this as an old, older person, you know? And I'm just sitting there going like, I'll tell you guys the story when we're offline. But like, honestly, that, that was just, I have so many situations like that in my life that blew, that blew my mind, you know? And yeah. what wonder, I mean, like, to, to like, the guy's one of the first surfers ever. Yeah. Yeah. I got to meet, you know? Um, I didn't, I didn't get to meet the Duke, but, um, you know, like, I met Mickey Dora, um, you know, uh, I met like, uh, Belzy, you know, I met, I met a lot of, uh, you know, I got Pioneers a board here shaped rates. by Robert August. I got a board here shaped by Donald Takayama, you know, um, it's pretty, pretty cool. I, I used to go into Chuck Dent, talk to Chuck Dent, um, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, yeah, it was just, Crazy. I feel really lucky, you know? Yeah. So, I think, I think in this day and age, like people kind of lose lose that like lineage and that that um kind of connection because there's not as many places to hang out and it's as rooty you know everybody just sits behind the the computer which is great because you can find content but it's just not the same as having those real conversations yeah oh, dude the so, road trips without phone interruption are you kidding me the only <laughs> road trips you got no interruptions you just get you get to hear people's like bitching stories or vice versa you can you can you can really i mean the phone's just like 
I mean, I mean, my dad, I can talk to my dad on FaceTime. I can talk with you guys in here. This is cool, you know, but like, my, you know, like there's so many, you know, kids. I want to look at the phone. You're like, yeah. no, you're not looking at the phone. That thing sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So talk to us going back to your, uh, you turned pro. You, you you didn't make it to the final of the that first contest. Talk us through some of the contests because I know you won the stubbies, right? Eighty five. Yeah. So I uh, I um at, so, that, so I got ninth in that event, and that was better than any of the other amateurs did. And so um, that was kind of like I made money, and I was like, oh my god, you know. And I got my my name, and you know, and I got a, I got a full write up in Breakout magazine I, with two chicks. Like, but I mean, like I, I kind of you know bit of an arrival. And then uh, and then that's when I went to the East Coast um, for the next event, and um, and then uh, and 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 went to. Australia when I was telling you about that thing with the blackboard and all that stuff and then went to Hawaii and then and then instead of going to the end of the year in Australia which that's the way that that's the way it used to be it would be like 84 85 season um, and I didn't go to that last leg in Australia in um, um, sort of March when the stubbies was and the bells and stuff like that and um, I decided to serve the PSAAs and then start for the year at the beginning of 85. I lost every PSAA in the first or second round, and I was just shattered. Wow. <laughs> I was shattered. I was like, just all like, yeah, like, I don't know what is going on. I was so bummed. And um, who are you losing to? Because uh... I don't remember. I don't remember. I was, it wasn't that I, I was just making dumb mistakes. I'm, I have ADD. I mean, I'm sure you can tell, but like, so the not knowing I have ADD, I, I, I like I I have the kind of thing that like I'll look over and I'll see like a bird fly over or whatever, and I won't just go like this. I'll go look. At, I'll look in and I can hyper look in and see the bird's wings and how it did. It's like how the bird tilted its body, caught the wind, and went over. And that that captures my mind, and I go. He <laughs> thought there's a winning wave coming through, but I'm like going. You know, it's just. You know, it's, it's <laughs> you know, like I, I just I needed and I learned that I needed like to be in uh, self hypnosis to be able to stay focused on on this thing because I have uh, that um, uh, I have that ability. That's why I think I'm a, a, a good teacher because I can I can really zero in on what a, a person needs to advance. But yeah. anyway, um, so I made a lot of mistakes, missing waves and stuff, and then I also had. A insecurity and I would tighten up because I wanted to win so bad and I wanted to get through the early rounds because I thought I was a better surfer than everybody I was competing against so I just was like all I want to do is get through and I and I also didn't feel uh, confident that the o in the ocean I didn't feel like oh the waves are gonna come to me I, I sort of was like I had this negative mindset like he fucking better come to me fuck man better come and then <laughs> When they when they wouldn't, I'd be like, I ah, see. Like I really, I was playing like a victim. I, I learned so much about myself through the years, and I can I can help kids stop thinking that way uh, early, you know, so they don't start making up a story. Like, oh, I didn't know any of this stuff. I just was like, yeah, fucking pissed off, you know. But um, and then whenever, so what happened was, I was really really pissed off. Every time I lost, I was really pissed off, and. Um, like to like to punching my surfboards, but not so to 
because I was so mad at myself, right? I didn't know what was wrong. And um, my dad would, my dad was my coach, but he was more like, hey, man, you just gotta, you just gotta relax. You gotta believe it, you know? And I'm like, I, I, I like, you know, when you your relationship with your parents, I don't know if you have one, but I have like a really good close one, and I yell back at them. I get the concept of relaxing. I understand what you mean I gotta relax, but how? <laughs> how do I fucking do it? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't I already know that but it was just like <laughs> so anyway it would for, he would tell me he's like you gotta get don't get so pissed off when you lose and I was like what do you how how what do you mean don't get so pissed off when I lose I want to win it pisses me off I'm being real this is, you know and he's like he's like yeah but if you get really pissed off it's gonna affect the next event and I'm like how he's like what he just would say that, right? And I'm like, fuck, I didn't quite understand it. Yeah. I just was like, well, I'm pissed I lost. Because yeah. I lost the people I think I'm better than. You know what I mean? If I lost to like Curran or, or Aki or Archibald or, you know, people, I was like, you know, oh, this guy's fucking ripped. So, you know what I mean? That's okay. So, anyway, what happened was that I started out the year in, um, in, uh, in 85 and I, I, I did okay. Like, I got a couple 17s and stuff like that. And then I kept, I was pissed off and I lost. And then I got to this point where, let's see, that was going there. Yeah, I went, I surfed against Tom Curran in France. And I just went haywire in the beginning. And I had him fully on the ropes in these, like, super fun four foot, four, like, overhead high, overhead, perfect, rippable, glassy waves. I was just, like I was just like I didn't care I was like nobody expects me to beat him this is great this is the exact atmosphere I like to surf in where I'm the underdog and no one expects me to win so I just was like I was so far ahead I was just like ah, fucking dusting his ass I took my eye off the ball he came flying back in the last second and did some crazy layback thing and did this thing and the other and then got the current you know extra points because he deserves them because he's so good I told you know and he, and he got me, and he beat me. And I was uh. like, what? And I was like, what? And, and I was like, wow. And then I had, like, Derek Hines and like, dude, you need a coach so bad. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and I was like, I'm like, yeah, maybe I do. You know, I was like, what? I just was like, huh? How does anybody do that, you know? So then um, I never forget. This is the, this is the, the, the moment was... I, we went to the East Coast to surf in this um, contest called the Record Bar Pro in North Carolina, and I, I, I made it through. I made it through. I made it through, and I, um, and I came up against Mr. And at that point, I felt like Mr. was one of those Mr. Simon, Sean, all the older guys. I felt like uh, all I have to do is fucking like I can. I'm, I'm gonna fucking smoke. I'm gonna smoke this guy. There's no way this guy can do what I can do on a wave. That's how I felt. You know, I was 19. I mean, he was yeah. 30 or whatever. I was like, dude. And it's not like today. Like a 19 year old against a 30 year old Joey Wilson. It's not like that. It was just like a whole different era. You know what I mean? Of surfing, blowing your fans, and just you know. So I got. He got me on a. I smoked him, but he got me on a paddling interference. The no. Last minute, I was like. The and, tactic, and, and I went, and I and and I I was like, starting to get mad. Then I went, I'm gonna try this 
I'm going to try this don't get mad stuff. <laughs> so I, I, I like stayed calm. And then I was friend, I kind of befriended Glenn Winton and he made it all the way to the final. And I sort of watched him sort of prepare and get himself, you know, in the zone and do this stuff, listen to music and like do his kind of cool thing. And I thought, oh, yeah, cool. And then the very next event was the Stubbies event and in, in Oceanside. And this is just like, this is how, this is why you cannot be like, Ian Cairns, you know, plan B, plan C, you know, bold, think this way, think that way, think this way. This is why, this is, this is just pure, like, I don't know, like, I don't even, mystery. And I had gone, I got the round right before making the main event. I had Archie and um, Brillhart and, uh, and um, Kelly Gibson. And it was Oceanside Harbor, and it was like, you know, it was like, we had back then, I think it was, it was either best three or best four to the beach. It was like, you know, you had to go all the way to the beach. Like you couldn't do something rad out the back and then, you know, like get, they just would pose you. And I had two to the beach and one half wave. Oh. And, and I was like, so I was like, and the time was whittling down and it was like, I started to think, you know, cause I, at that point I moved back in Sydney, so I started thinking, Fuck, I'm gonna lose. What am I gonna do all week? And I started to make. A, I started in on that story, and I went, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. it's cool. It's cool. You're gonna be fine. We're gonna do the same. It is not get bad thing. It's cool." And then this wave comes in, and everything is right, and I go left. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just go left. So I come off the bottom. I go. Cur- I hit the. I hit. It's not like a look. Oh, this is a good left. I just. ADD, right? So I went boom like this, and then I did this backside cutback. And as I'm doing the backside cutback, I look down, and there's a there's a there's a wave underneath my wave (laughs) that's that's cording off the jetty. And I'm like, oh my god! And I go down in there and get a little bit off of this like the white water this way to get the full rocket wedge like Sebastian like thing, and I just go. I mean, like, it's hard. I did seven of them to the beach. I knew I wasn't going to make the heat, so I was like, I don't even care. I'm just going to go nuts on this thing because somebody's watching. And uh, I got a 9.5 and I skizzled it. And I made made the main event. And it was like, whoa. Whoa. There is something to this don't get mad thing, right? And then, dude, the event was so weird. I, I, I went up against, uh, I went up against. Um, I had Simon in my first heat, and I was like, God, oh, dust, you know. And I said that sounds really lame of me, but we're talking about like two foot waves. Simon's yeah. six foot three, like he's yeah, thirty yeah. years old, and I'm, and I'm nineteen, going. I like cut my teeth in that kind of surf, so like that was a no brainer. And then I get Sean Thompson in my heat. And I got Sean, I got Sean's logo on my board. Sean's still sponsoring me for surfboards. And so we paddle out, I go on the water, and I'm like, I gotta walk. Okay, the last event, MR got me on a paddling interference. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch out for these old guys. And then I was like, huh? Fucking old guys gotta watch out for me. I can play that game too. What the fuck? Wait a second. And I just, I, 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 got, I got a bunch of waves. I was like, I felt really good on my board. I was surfing well. 
And he just fell for a, he totally fell for a paddling interference. I got him on a paddling interference. <laughs> just exactly what Emma did to me. And I was like, <laughs> and they called it on they, and they called it on him and he was beside himself that's so funny oh, 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 and then he tried to get me on something and I was like this <laughs> okay, break, you know what I mean and he was so pissed off he was like oh he was trying he, was, he acted like a girl and I was like I think I'm gonna ride for him anymore you know like I was like what a kook and um, do, you, do you think those old, old schools like how you thought Hey, I'm gonna take these out. I surf way better. Do you think they looked at it going, "Oh man, I gotta get these guys. I gotta get a girl on a, a paddling interference to, to take them out." Do you yeah, think they were thinking I, that for sure? Oh, I, they, absolutely. They, that, they came from that tactical era, and yeah, like, he's, a, he's a dumb kid, and and uh, or not a dumb kid, but he's an inexperienced athlete. I'll be able to pull some tricks on him that he doesn't know about. Yeah. And so, and so, if I didn't get the interference uh, with um, uh, from MR, I never would have done this. But there, for some reason, there's a video out there. It's the Stubby's '85, and it's it's not in circulation and whatever. But there's is an interview of me after the event where I got like a I got like a burp. I got a I got that fucking sweat that that cut off sweat top thing. I told you, Mike Watson. <laughs> I got that thing on, and I got a beret on a beret, <laughs> and I go and they go. Hey, you know, you had your hero, John Thompson, in the heat. And I go, and I, and I can just remember it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I would have beaten him anyway, though. You know, like, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like, like, I shake my head at that stuff. I'm like, what a cocky little son of a bitch. But anyway, so after that, I move in and I, I go up against Lambrizzi. And Lambrizzi's from Oceanside. He's sponsored by Stubbies. He's in the paper. He's, like, older than me. He's, like, the guy. He's, like, the guy there. Like, oh, Lambrizzi, Lambrizzi. He's getting all the coverage. <laughs> my first wave, my first wave against him, and it's like head high, maybe a little bit overhead. I miss time at the top turn. I come off the bottom, straight off the bottom, and I miss time. So I actually blew my fins out over the top of the wave, and and I pulled it and rode the wave. And I was like, whoa, shit! No. And I'm paddling back out, and they're like, good, eight five. I'm wow! Like, <laughs> I'm looking over at Breezy, and I'm like, and Breezy. Okay, Lambrizzi is this guy who is so overly nice to your face when you can feel underneath it, he's going, I fucking hate you. And he's that guy. He's like, you're surfing really well. You know, he's that guy. So you just, and I'm like, you know, I'm not buying it. You, you don't think I surf well. You hate me. Like, you know what I mean? So he's he's so fun. I'm beating him, and I'm like, ah, you know, this is great, you know? And... So I, 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 I blaze past him, and then I got I get winted in my in the quarters, and I have the worst heat ever, and I'm and I'm coming in going, oh my god, I could have made the semi so easy. I'm just coming in going, oh, I can't believe it, man, what a joke, and I beat him by like tiniest he had a shock or two <laughs> you know they didn't back then it was you couldn't hear scores and all that stuff so i come in and I, what? It. I'm like no way <laughs> at this point a fifth was, was the best result of my life yeah. right so now i'm in the semis and the semis is best two out of three and i got terry richardson uh, and that's the next day and i wake up in the morning and i i actually cried because i was like i'm gonna win this thing today I, i'm because to me, I already won. Yeah. Whether I lost it, whether I got third or not, I, I just I'm like, man, I'm, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win today. And you know, I took him out in two, 
Then I had Tom Carroll in the final. Wow. And, and, and dude, dude, <laughs> I got, I got, Tommy's paddling back out. Tommy's paddling back out. I'm on the inside and I see him and I just come at him and I just go to do this like full snap in his face. And I fully just slip and go, boom, like that. Right now. I'm like, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, then there's another time we're in the heat and and it's we're go, both going to paddle on a priority buoy. We're paddling, we're paddling, and I'm faster paddler than him. And he reaches out, grabs and knows my word, and stuffs him underwater. And I'm like, <laughs> what? what? I, I'm so feisty. I'm like, <sighs> And I just start like I'm like I'm like good elbow in the face. And I like years before that he's on my wall. He's like my hero. And I'm like you know. And I'm like and I I'm like I like scramble swim around the priority buoy. And I'm flat. I'm 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 flustered that he would do something like that. And I'm like snorting and looking at him like dirty. You know and uh, and then. We had we, it was the best two out of three, so I beat him in the first one, and then the second one, uh, I, I didn't know they're up on the stage and they're like, hey, uh, well, it's a really close one. How many people want to see it go to three? And people are like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, bring it on, you know, let's do another one. And like, well, sorry to disappoint you, Kurt, but you won anyway. And I'm like, Woo! <laughs> so I'm like, I'm 19 years old. <laughs> and there it is. I love this puppy. Yeah. Let me see that thing yeah. again. Kerr, bring that back. That's my first trophy. Bring that back, Kerr. Take. I gotta take a picture and video. That's my first. That's my first trophy, dude. This thing weighs so much. I lost all my almost all my other trophies. I got one or two here. So this, this is Stubby's 1985. Yeah, it's Stubby's 85 right there. Wow, that is incredible. Yeah, dang, this thing weighs so much. Oh my god! I can't believe that, that the semis were were best. Fifteen pounds. <laughs> That's a weird trophy. I should give us to Ilo, man. He was he was lifting weights with his trophy. <laughs> That's a weird trophy, right? Pardon me. That's a weird trophy. Yeah, it's just this block of I don't know what it is. Imagine if it was like pure gold, and I'm like, what? Oh, it's sitting on this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> my house with it. <laughs> Hey, I didn't realize that the the semifinals were were three uh, best out of three as well. Yeah, best two out of three. It was it was it was awesome. How wow. much how much money did you win? A whopping forty five hundred bucks. Sick, not too bad. I gave five hundred. I gave five hundred of it to cancer research because I was I was kind of seeing this girl that had had cancer at the time and um and. Uh, yeah, I just kind of, uh, uh, that was a, a very, it was an insane moment. It was like, I'm, I'm actually going to make it. I'm going I'm to make it as a pro now. You know? Crazy. And, I, and when I was serving in those PSA, PSAAs at the early part of the same year when I was losing first round and stuff like that, I was like, maybe I'm just not cut out for this, Dad. I, I, I you know, maybe, I, maybe my brain just isn't good, you know? Maybe I'm just not right for it, you know? And yeah. um, fortunately, my dad... Uh, was there for me and and was able to tell me that no you you got to just you got to learn yourself you got to be able to learn what is your own key and it's a different key than for everybody you yeah know? And, yeah I was, I, I'm really fortunate for my for my dad uh, uh, being there 
it was insane to look at him after I won. It was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Did did that get you um, a wild card into the Stubbies Australia? I uh, know, no. But the crazy thing was, I was going to say, is that year that I did go to Australia, Parsons got second in the Stubbies, uh, and Curran won it. Curran, it was with Burley. Curran won, and Parsons got second. And while I was losing first round in the PSAAs, Parsons is over there getting second in, in ASP events, and I'm going, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, I should have been. <laughs> What are they doing, man? They're, like, how how is he getting second and I'm losing first round over here? Like, yeah. what is wrong with my brain? You know, it's pretty 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 crazy. And then and then uh, and then later that year, yeah. So you know, I guess the moral of the whole story is you just you gotta you you gotta have focus. You've got to know that there's gonna be bumps in the road, and you got you know if you can find somebody that believes in you, you know you you know then then you got to nurture that relationship because people yeah. uh, there's people help you through things because they know stuff. And my dad was an Olympic athlete, so he knows ups and downs. He knew lots of things. He, he had answers for things. Yeah. He wasn't just support, you know. So yeah, you know, that kind of that's what I am for my students. You know, like, yeah. they can ask me anything. Like I'm not like reserved to just surfing. Like there might be, you know, there might be uh, life situation things that they need help with that they need to. They need to get through to understand. Yeah, it's it's funny because you know your dad before you know your dad has all this Olympic competition competitive experience and and knowledge, but it's your dad, and you you, sometimes in the beginning you don't really you know you don't want to listen to him because it's your dad, right? Like, what do you know about surfing? You know, it's like you're you're not you don't pick it up. You don't you don't like respect the 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 info because it's your dad but then you and then one day you go i i totally totally agree but the thing was it was a what was what the reason why it worked was he didn't pay attention at all until i was 17 until i came home from an nsa event that i lost in and just said what am i doing all my friends this is not living in hb all my friends on friday night are going to parties and meeting chicks and having fun and having the best time. They're surfing and they're doing this. And I'm going to bed early. <laughs> and I'm going to the contest. And I'm waxing my board and doing all this stuff. And I'm losing first round, second round against guys. And, I'm, and I, I don't feel as good as me. I, I, I should Maybe I should go back to school and be like, you know, go that direction. And then my dad was like, oh, go back to school. Shit, shit. Oh, something, oh, something must be wrong here. You know, that's what he said. He goes, "I better come take a look." So he goes, "I'll come down. I'll, I'll come. I'll come down and watch it." And then he started watching me. And right from the get, dude, right from the get go, he go, he goes, he goes. I came in kind of like, yeah, you know, like that's what I do, man. I'm smoking everybody else out there, and he's like, "Hey, you look terrible." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Hey, your fucking arms are going all over the place." You know? And I go. What? That's what I. That's what you got to do. And he's like, No, I don't think so. No, what? Are you, you don't even surf. What are you talking about? He's like, There's something wrong there. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't look good. And I'm like, Fuck! <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. You know what I mean? And you know, and then he just kept coming to the beach again and again and again. And then he sometimes, when I was not organized, he'd say, I bet Parsons is organized. Parsons probably knows when the heat's are. He's got his shit together. You know? I go, Don't mention Parsons. <laughs> 
100% true. <laughs> that is awesome. So, tell us about uh, who, when did Gotcha come come about? Because that was a big part of your uh, yeah, your persona yeah. and your your uh, kind of your reputation, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, gotcha, uh, Gotcha. I went from my first sponsor was Team Gear. Yeah. Yes. When I surfed against um, Tom Kern and Derek Hine was like, you need a coach. Bill Long offered me a, a deal, and I wanted to take it, but my dad said, no, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go, through, you gotta, you gotta go through your contract. Otherwise, everybody's gonna think you're a flake, and um, you just gotta be a stand-up guy like that. I was like, okay, so I didn't take the Bill Long deal, and then, and then um, after. So, you know, 1985, um, you know, I won the studies and all that stuff. And then at the beginning of 86, went to Australia and they had the Australian leg. And I, I got like two ninths and a 17. I served against Shane. I served against Shane a couple times and, and probably should have beaten him. But, you know, he was on the bubble for the 16. And they, I'm in the movie, that Screaming Blue movie. He wanted to shake my hand. And I was like, not, not yet, not yet. I'm, I'm you know. <laughs> That's a whole story, but anyway, I qualified. I got 27, and um, and uh, I didn't win the Rookie of the Year award, which I thought was weird because I I won I won an event. You know, it was just odd. And they claimed that I wasn't a rookie because I surfed in like four events the year before, and it was wow. like, no, I, I you know, you know. Anyway, I won. Uh, I won most improved. <laughs> uh, I got that trophy too, you know. But um, I was like, most improved. I didn't really. I actually, now that I think about it, most improved is one of the best awards you could possibly win. It's just not highlighted enough. Most improved is to improve is so hard. Yeah. So yeah. actually, I, I should have been more like cool, you know. But anyway, uh, then so. When I finished twenty seventh, I started out the year, and um, the and I started out. Uh, I think the first contest was in Japan. I got ninth, and then the second was at the Gotcha Pro, and I got second to Tom Curran there. Then went to South Africa, got second to Sean Thompson by point one. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, and then shot up to number one in the rankings within um, within uh, yeah two years out of high school and. Um, that's when uh, I, I got, like, I started getting, I was writing for Catch It. And, um, what? You wrote for Catch It? I wrote for Catch It. <laughs> and, uh, and, and they were kind of, the guys from South Africa, and they were kind of like doing a, got, trying to send me to a gotcha, but more fashion-y. And then gotcha came in and just offered double. And, and we had, the guy... Catch it! Put in a clause that I could get out of the contract if, if within writing because he thought he was paying me too much. Then I shot to number one in the world, and then gotcha. Uh, Michael Thompson was like, it's like man, you gotta get good at man. You gotta have, you gotta have good at." <laughs> so they offered me double, and it, and I went to gotcha, and um, that's kind of and I ended up finishing that year tenth because I made a bunch of stupid ass mistakes too. You know, but uh, I should have finished in the top five that year. But yeah, can you tell that's us? All, it, that's all. That's all in the memory. That's that. What's that's what makes me a better teacher. 
What uh, what was that salary like? Oh, it went from when I signed with Team Gear as an amateur, and we were living in the Hop Henny Motel in Costa Mesa with my dad, and I was sleeping on a foam pad, uh, two hundred and fifty dollars a month, which was still like <laughs> money from surfing, and I didn't have to wash dishes or sling surfboards or fix clothes on a rack for money. Um, it went from two fifty, they went to five hundred, and then. Catch it gave me fifteen hundred, but they're like, hey, fifteen hundred a month, you know, that's a lot, you know. So we need to put the clause in there. If you're not performing, we need to be able to pull out. I was like, fine. And then gotcha, doubled it, so I went to three grand a month, and I was like, oh, oh, you were, we yeah. you were how old? I was nineteen, dude. And yeah. three grand is a lot of money back then. Back then, huh? Dude, then my next contract with O'Neill went to ten grand a month, and I was like, oh, that? "No way, they won't do it." He's like, "They'll do it. You're the only fucking guy. They have to do it." Like, was it? You know, that's why I was in the animal wetsuit and all that stuff. My my dad was like, you know, my dad did all the negotiations and shit. Yeah, you know, pretty, you know. But was it was in was O'Neill? You still had a clothing sponsor when you're with O'Neill too. Uh, I when I went to um, when I went for Gotcha and Catch It and something, I went for Rip Curl. Yeah. And um, and so when I went over to O'Neill, um, when I went to O'Neill, it was just wetsuits, and then um, and so I rode for uh, Gotcha and O'Neill, and then I um, and then O'Neill did the clothing, and they, that's when I went to ten grand. They wanted me to be the guy for the clothes, yeah, which was wow. terrible. It was terrible, and I was pissed off about it. And I was like, "Wow, these clothes suck, Dad. Fuck, these suck." But, but the check was big. Dress like this, you know? <laughs> Think about it, right? I'm coming off of fucking cut off t-shirts and fucking you know pointy shoes and like you know coiffed fucking hair, and I'm like you know I'm like you know like, and I got to wear surf you know baggy ass you know shit. I was pissed. Yeah, but the ten thousand dollar check was pretty good too. So I was like, "How do I make this work?" Gotcha like, though was one of the coolest, best, stylish clothes. Yeah. The marketing like, was like epic. It. Like the marketing was so freaking cool. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I, I liked being a part of that. But the, yeah, I did. But you know, also Mark Price was there, and and while Mike Thompson really liked my. Uh, you know, sort of, what do you call it? Uh, 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 gregarious personality or whatever. I think, I think Mark Price didn't like it as much. You know, huh. maybe. Uh, and I can't speak for him because maybe he did. Maybe he did. He just didn't. I don't know. I just didn't feel like he was. I felt like the more radical shit I did, the better Mike. But I liked it. You know. Yeah. And uh, and it was didn't feel that as much coming from. Um, yeah. Coming from uh, and, uh, uh, Michael Thompson, but he, I mean, yeah, I felt, I felt like he, he he loved it. Yeah, and was it was it O'Neill first before uh, Life's a Beach? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I left I left O'Neill because I because Life Glob was at Life's a Beach, Dave Kenny was at Life's a Beach. I liked the clothes better, and they also were going to change. They I wrote for Life's a Beach, not Bad Boy Club. I yeah. didn't really do the thing that much I kind of they wanted to brand Life's a Beach more surf and Bad Boy Club was more like they were selling a lot about Bad Boy Club to they, they hit like a good sale they, they found their niche for that but I you know 
And I thought the ads that they did with Life's the Beach were good. Um, there's one called uh, Cross uh, Kennedy. Dave Kennedy did the ad. It's really it's a good looking ad. It still today I, yeah. I like it a lot. You know, so um, uh, the O'Neill stuff was too cookie cutter, too they're too conservative for my you know. But I mean, I don't. I mean, the O'Neill Ozone movie is is was a good one for me. It was yeah. A lot of people really liked my surfing then and, and also I, I got a bit of my personality in there in that video but but yeah um and with Life's the beach we did the um we ended up doing that uh circumnavigate the u.s and all that it was really really fun time yeah yeah that o'neill ozone was so classic and i mean there's so many good parts in there but yeah with your you know personality and your storytelling and and then the surfing the combo that was that was i mean one of a kind right there uh yeah i mean do you get people listening this long and, and with this stuff I, just, I mean i mean i dig it I, I feel like it's just a catch-up with you guys but like uh i, I don't want hey. to you know i don't want to bore anybody and i you know i guess it's up to them this is all time dude Girl, you don't even know dude this people listen for five hours we've had five <laughs> hour hey we've had five uh, hour uh episodes hey. before Classic. <laughs> You're not just talking to us. Like that, when our listeners are in this conversation, they're sitting in their house, they're sitting in their car, they're sitting in you know gym, they're hanging out, and they're they're hanging with Gur right now. Dude, That's they're awesome. loving it. They're loving it. So Gur, yeah, I don't remember. I remember only get to remember this stuff when I, when 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 asked about it, and it's uh it's uh it's super fun and, and I, this I, is I, what happens we, is i get really I, I get a real grateful feeling that i i got to experience a lot of those oh, things yeah. at that time and, i feel super and, fortunate and everybody has like you know some memory of Gur, whether it's yeah. like you know an ad a, a contest <laughs> win they're on the beach an interview or something and that and that's what's cool is every you know we're bringing up all these little subjects yeah. and i got a question from uh, one of our listeners um, that reached out knowing that we're going to get you on and it was what was up with the ape gloves or the tfls or or the gloves you wore back in in the day oh, yeah. did it make oh, you yeah. make you paddle faster oh yeah like that's definitely one of those that's i mean i cringe at some of the things i look back on i'm like why did it was, i do it you know it was, it was the like, big big check the zeros right <laughs> yeah i never got really paid from them i don't think it was more because i I tried them and I was like, oh my God, I can catch more waves. And then when we videotaped, uh, my dad and I video, when my dad would videotape me, are you there still? Yeah. 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 When, um, <laughs> when my dad would videotape me, I didn't, you really, you didn't notice them all that much. And um, I was kind of, I was like, hey, can we make some skin colored ones? Because I, I kind of just, I don't really want to, you know, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want them to be that noticeable, but it, like it, like a, it didn't really, like I was like, I oh, couldn't really see it because obviously things were HD back then and stuff. But that every picture, I could, I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing, the thing was is that is that I could catch, I could catch waves so much better with those things. And then what ended up happening? <laughs> I do like the one. Shoulders <laughs> <laughs> kind of hurt, you know, and I'm like, and it, it turned out I'm like, yeah, you're actually dislocating your shoulder. No way. I was like, 
slightly dislocating my shoulder and my muscles would hold on to my shoulder and so my shoulders were hurting all the time and I finally had to stop and um that is hilarious and, yeah and 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 it's when I think about it now I think you know such a young strong that like pain was like you know whatever they hurt but fuck it well, look at that right <laughs> I don't know I just think, I didn't have as much awareness, you know, and, um, uh, but yeah, that was a, that's a period of my life on my, like, oh God, thank God I didn't use them for too long, you know, like, uh, yeah, and another one is, I had the worst wipeout ever at Pipe, and so my heat up against um, Derek Ho and the Bill Long Masters, I wore like a kayak hat because I was, I, 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 I got, I was never scared of Pipe from seven, when I surfed it at 17, I just, went for it you know and then i had this really freak i had this freak accident out there where i was on the way thinking i was alone on the way and then this guy chuck you know chuck andrus shaper yeah no he's the largest human and he's he goes (laughs) yikes you know and i I, and i i was in the I, i just kind of jumped off and I jumped like I did like I had the same situation like Bede had I like landed and I, I, I fell off and I landed in like the glove of the wave and it just picked me up and like I would never fall in that spot and picked me up and just pile drive me into the reef and I like my hip I couldn't walk for three days afterwards that scared the shit out of me wow. so by the time the pipe I had by the time that that, that like if I like Oh my god! I, a year later, I, I I got through it. I stopped wearing a helmet. I only wore a helmet that one time, and but like I'm like, oh man, I wish I could have a redo on that one. I would have just like I would have been just dragging my arm, going, you know, like. But yeah, that's one that I cringe on a little bit too. That's so funny. Oh, amazing. You and Tony uh, Tony Roberts made a lot of movies with O'Neill, huh? Uh, yeah, we made that. The ozone one was the main one, um, and you know Tony and Chris Gallagher would come down and stay at my house, and um, we just nerd out on surfing and you know you know fuzzy uh, VHS tapes. What about this? And that guy's doing this, and this, and this. And that's just better than that. And that's this, and I think it's this. And you know, so Gallagher's another technical coach that you know he's a very very bright guy, and and um, and he, he's super fun to, to to break down shit with and. And so Tony was always there. Just Tony's a really passionate surfer, and, yeah. and still, still very passionate about progressive surfing and yeah. skateboarding and all that stuff. So it was fun to talk with him about that stuff. But uh, yeah, that Ozone movie was pretty. With the comedic timing on it was pretty fun. Yeah, pretty like it was. It's set up for itself. You know? Yeah. I uh, speaking of like cool movies, all the Sarge's uh, scrapbook stuff that you guys were in, that looked like a lot of fun. Uh. It, it, it was those, such a, those a, are like today's tour to Sonny Miller. Sonny Miller was the big catalyst on that stuff, and um, and that Sonny Miller's really good friend with John Glom, and so the humor was coming from sort of like funneling through Glom to Sonny Miller, and then out, and so it was just like it was like I was back in a way in Glom's van, you know, carpeted you know, our boards flying off the roof during Santa Ana's up to like, you know, the WSA and Ventura, you know, it was almost like the same kind of vibe. Yeah. In Japan and Tokyo. 
you had the disco clothes. It was just all we were doing is if we weren't trying to out surf each other, we were trying to make it like be funnier than each other. Yeah. And, and the, and the Aussies are, are, are just, they're just that, they're just, they're really, really funny. You know, their sense of humor, their self-deprecation and the way that they, they, they were just, and they're, yeah, like we were just one big, one big band of, 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 uh, funny, uh, of the traveling funny. And then we were like, we're the girls. And, uh, and, and, uh, like, so we get out of the water when surfing was done. I was like, food. <laughs> All right, where are the girls and and laughter and what, who, who can do the funniest? Who can do the funniest stuff? And and uh, it's kind of in a way, it's kind of like going to college, maybe like a, yeah. like a fraternity type situation, you know? How funny was Schmoo, dude? Schmoo so funny. Yeah, Schmoo put me on the ground in tears, tears, <laughs> laughing. So funny. Yeah. Such a cool the two of you together, dude. You you could have had your own like sitcom. <laughs> he, he, he reached out to me and he's got a podcast and he wants to do I'm looking forward to doing one one with him nice um, uh, yeah yeah so, so, so cool you, you had a uh, you can you know most guys traveling and that's why I want to touch base on your like your careers you know usually you, you travel with guys you know from your zone like you know you I know you travel with Snips and you know maybe some other guys from California but you, you did have a good connection with a lot of the Australia guys yeah, I did. I traveled with Jeff Novak and um, and Dave Kennedy, and and then I didn't. I wasn't with any of the NSSA crew like Chris Frohoff or, um, or Parsons or Ted Robinson or um, Jim Hogan or Ryan McNulty. I liked him, but um, yeah. And then Archie was on his own tip, and then. Jack Booth also got along with the Aussies. I just would always go out and have a drink with them and talk with them, and and that's all they want. I saw they wanted was don't be too cool for school, and then yeah. um, so we we I still have friends from way back then, and and uh, yeah, and it was just about you know being um, I suppose you know just just sharing you know your your uh, your experience your love for surfing and just life and and, and people yeah. and uh, you know and 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 get to learn stuff from people you know there's so much you can learn from like there's so much you can, you can learn from every single person even like what not to do or what you don't want to be like you yeah. know there's just you just if you're open you can just you can you can really pick up some cool i did you know so yeah. um i was just really i wanted to get full experience out of my traveling yeah. not just hey i'm here to win and that's it i was like yeah wanted to win I'm pissed off if i didn't win but then i was like well i'm not going to just soak i'm just going to get out there and meet some people and meet some people that don't surf and go see the museums and go artwork and try to get to some swank party with a bunch of chicks that don't know anything about any surfing nothing whatever like and meet people doing really cool different things and yeah, I was like, but speak different languages and just, I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know. That's, part, was, that's part of, yeah, in, enjoying where you're at and, and, and living in the in the now. Where are you at? We're in Australia, well, Europe. You, you got to go experience that. Well, I, what I think, I always thought, like, why am I, why, why am I doing all this? Like, why am I, why am I doing all this? But really, I was setting myself up to be a teacher. Yeah. I was just setting myself up to learn all this stuff 
so I could help people. Because that's my favorite thing to do is to help people. And um, it just, it's really rewarding. It makes me feel worthy. I love when somebody has triumphed over something that they're having a hard time with or they're advancing and they feel that, oh my God. But because it opens up that there's, that it opens up a thing about life that like anything's possible. Yeah. And, and, and it's just like, it's just so, dude, it's the best. Yeah. It doesn't Good feel morning. like a job. You know, so uh, I, I, I hit a point in my life. I was like, what am I going to do that's as fun as surfing? Shit. I need to pay so much money to surf, and now what am I going to do that's even half as fun? Or am I going to make half as much money? I'm like, oh, my God. But once I started teaching, I'm like, oh, this feels great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm not saying everybody's the perfect student because there's definitely not perfect students out there either. Yeah. But, you know, you learn. Yeah. So, so how long were you on tour for, girl? I think eight years. Eight years? And what, was, it, was it 91 that you stopped? Or is it uh, after? 92. 92. The beginning of 92. Okay. Um, and I know you won uh, a contest in South Africa, right? Like, the was it the Gunston or the Bolito or something like that? Gunston 500. Can you hear us, girl? No, I won the Gunston. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the connection got unstable or something. I, I won the Gunston twice. Nice. Wow. And then, um, so you were on there for eight years and then decided to call it quits or? Yeah, I just felt like I was doing the same thing over and over again. And I just thought, you know, I already reached number one in the world a couple times. And, um, and um, I wanted to grow as a person and I didn't want to, con- I didn't think I was that good of a competitor. And I also didn't think that I was really savvy i started to realize that i was much more of an artistic person and that i could i could um shine in a more artistic environment rather than a competitive one and uh, i still even wave key and what i teach and everything it's not um competitive it's more about improving and connecting to like the power of mother nature and things like that so yeah um yeah it kind of like it just I kind of, I had wanted to I had actually wanted to quit um, a couple of years earlier when Aki did and Curran did because they were off surfing good waves and I thought that's more what I want to do but yeah but I also was like kind of been on this journey for so long I really want to prove that I'm one of the best and um, to myself and um, so I hung in there and then once I felt like I did it uh, and I didn't win the world title but I know why um, I didn't believe in myself enough and. Um, and I needed to believe in myself, and uh, and yeah, I was a real. I was. I let my emotions, you know, sort of come over me, and that's where. And, and I remember it all really well. So I, 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 and I did a lot of work on myself with with some, you know, some of the best people in the world, um, whether it was hypnotherapists or um, self help people. And um, really turning the mirror on myself, like, and, and, and to the point of like, you know, what what is it I did or I do to create that situation? No blame anywhere else, you know, all those things. And how do I? How do I? Uh, how do I um, get out of my own way? And you know, you know, how do I reach my full potential and all that kind of stuff? So a lot of drive. I have a lot of drive, and um, and the drive comes around being happy. I want to be happy. I want to be a happy guy, and I want to 
I want to spread happiness and I'm, you know, I'm upbeat and I want to make people laugh and I want to, I want to help people surf better and, 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 uh, and I want to let people know that like we're just still scratching the surface on so much of this stuff, you know, so, uh, so yeah, I think, I don't know if that was, if that answers the, so I, I, I just went on the journey after that. I was like, I'm out of here. I don't, I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't want anything to do with competition. I used to watch football with my dad and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch the French Open. No, I don't want to watch any, no, I don't want to watch competition. I just want to go towards art, music and, um, and art, yeah. you know, and, was Any this, kind of art. I'm going that direction. You know? Was this when uh, when free was a free clothing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was it was it was yeah free and um, and um, you know it kind of um, it it was yeah it was just I wanted to rediscover why I fell in love with surfing and everything all that stuff too and you know and and yeah and I, sometimes I've regretted and gone God I should have stuck in there because I probably could have won a world title and or more than one even. Um, I would probably had some good duels with, with Kelly. I did have a really good heat with him uh, in 1990, but, um, where I beat him, but um, in good waves. And uh, and he pushed me to the limit. It was great. Did not, did a thing kind of like Tom Curran. Same thing. I was way out ahead, and then he came way back, and I was like, oh, I've seen this scene before. You know, <laughs> this happened. But like you know, um, I probably would have done that. But then you know. I had so much fun and learned so much, and I have such great stories of traveling in Europe and playing guitar yeah. on the streets with nobody knows me as oh, there's Gerd. Nobody, no, no, no. I'm just some long-haired kid playing guitar, but not very good too. And uh, you know, it was just cool. I learned so much. Yeah. You know? Well, when when Free came out and it was you and Donovan, like, gosh, that could have been such a huge successful brand right like sure who who uh who started that who was who's behind it so uh andy davis you know him he's Uh, an artist yeah so andy andy and his uh friends had just done this little t-shirt company called free clothes and i was like what yeah that's the thing I've ever heard. I'm like i want to be and so i met with them and i was like hey i'd really like to should we partner up and I'm free surfing, and uh, you know that's what I care about, and uh, this kind of makes a lot of sense. And also, I've been making my own trunks. I actually went to like Hoffman Fabrics and got some prints, and I wanted my shorts to be longer than they were made. I, I did my own stuff, then I got the cover of the magazine with my own trunks, and I was like, "Hey, wow. if we do free, and then we cut it up, it'll, it'll look like maybe you know." I, I, and we and then we did our first ad, which was. Uh, I I did a skateboard, um, a, a sort of like a I recreated a Greg Weaver skateboarding. Yeah, I totally remember. And 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 the shorts I'm wearing were from a thrift store. They're like '60s curtains material that I made. <laughs> and and when Free came out and they're in that, people were like, "What are those shorts? What are those shorts?" And I was like, "Oh, those are just one-offs." Yeah. Yeah. And in retrospect, we should have. We should have bought a bunch of that fabric and just made them and then set. You know what I mean? We yeah. Just, we just so young. So anyway, um, it was kind of um, yeah, a bit of a. Uh, and then I was, and then Donovan was writing for Billong, and I was like, hey, um, you know, I think it'd be really smart if we had one more guy besides me, you know, because then it'd be you know, there's there's you know, he's younger and he's different, you know, and like yeah. you know, he and I are really really good friends. We're best of friends. 
and then we did it, and um, it was really great for a while. Yeah, and then there was some, then 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 then, there, then it fell apart with business because we we're all really young and yeah. to um, we needed we needed more guidance, you know. But yeah. you know, I still talk to Andy, and and when I see Donovan, I'm like, you know, and you know, and it's 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 yeah. There's no bad blood. We're pissed off at each other for a little while, but not not so bad to to yeah. ever. You that, know, said or something really, you know. So it, it kind of, I yeah, bring, it's too bad because Volcom went on to being like a billion dollar, whatever, yeah, you know, multi million. Lost did really well, and we were right there. We, if we had our shit together, we would have also uh, uh, made the, yeah. the company we went really. You got still yeah. be alive today. That's the thing. It, it's for so sure. it's so appropriate for what I mean. Free serving is is the shit these days. You yeah. know, that's what I do. I look for. I love Wade Goodall surfing and Chippa Wilson and Bryce Young and fuck, I think those guys are so good. I'm like, yeah, give me more, you know. And then and it's funny with the WSL being like, you know, you don't see it anymore. I don't even miss a lot. Of, I don't miss it. I, I there's a couple guys I want to see. John John, of course. I like yeah. the way Wade Carmichael serves. Um, there's a few guys I but there's so many of them. I'm like, yeah, I mean, they're good. They're better yeah. than me, but like, you know, yeah, you know, I rather go surf myself. Yeah. 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 And that brand, that brand free was, I mean, you guys were the, the name and the face of the brand. They just needed somebody at the helm to kind of, you know, guide it. Yeah. Kirk, can we, can we talk about Xanadu? Oh man. Fucking Xanadu, man. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. There's the board. Uh, this board works so good. This is the one I got to cover on. That's it. That's a seven oh, that's the one I got the the cover uh, my only server cover on. But um yeah, I, I got a lot of good things to say about Sanity. He he's one of the grooviest, weirdest dudes I've ever met in my life. <laughs> when when uh when he used to come into HSS, you know, dropping off boards, I'd just be like, Hey, what's up, man? He's like, Oh hey, what's up? How you doing, man? <laughs> Such a great shaper. So good. Wearing like a shirt that's like too short. Like, dude, I just like, what do you do? Like, you know when you, you know somebody, I'm like, what are you doing? What, what's up with your shirt? He's like, oh, man. Oh. <laughs> it's my style, man. What I like, what I like. You yeah. know? And like, you know, just, <laughs> dude, I, dude, there was a point with Xanadu. I'm like, I quit the tour and I'm like, hey, uh, can I get a board, like, maybe two, maybe two boards, but, you know, no rush, you know, like, it's cool, you know, like, I don't need them, like, tomorrow, like, it's not like I'm on tour, you know, it's cool, but I, you know, like, get on, you know, whatever. A very low-maintenance customer. Right. Not at other times. I'm probably, probably pretty high-maintenance when I was competing and shit because, you know, everything on the line, but, like, at this point, I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Dude, the guy'd go on and on and on without making me a board, and I'm like, "Hey, is that a new? <laughs> I need a board. I need a new board here. Oh, bread, bread. I have to make a board for this guy and this guy and this guy. And oh, fuck, I fucked this guy. I made for six months. Fuck, he's so mad at me. I have to do. And the kids, the kids, the kids need one for a contest coming up. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, just you know, next couple. Dude, it would go on and on without making more. And and after a while, he's like, "Oh man, I got so much to do." Da da da. Meanwhile, if you can imagine this white screen back here, this I'm in the shape, like his, 
almost every photo behind him is you. Is <laughs> and covers and this thing and that thing and I'm like hey dude can you just turn around for a second do you mind making me a fucking boil can you make me a boil like I'm waiting three months already like can you make me a fucking boil like fuck you know like that's how I got I got to that point yeah you know yeah so um and then you you uh and then, and then, and then it's just funny because I love Xanadu. I still talk to him today. He's still, I still get a board. I just got a new one. A new one of his twin fins. I haven't tried yet. And like, I so appreciate how what a genius he is, and how I'm like I'm okay with all his weird stuff now. Like, whereas before, I'd be like, "What are you doing?" You know, yeah. like it's so interesting how you grow. You either grow and don't talk to that person again, or you grow and you realize, ah, they're flawed just like I am. So yeah. fuck, come on, man. Yeah. you know what I mean? And He's so sweet, man. He always asks about my dad. And my dad and him had arguments and yelled at each other. And he always goes, how's your dad? He just, he liked that my dad really cared so much about me. Yeah. He dug that. That's Even cool. if he got into an argument with him. It was pretty cool. You know, so. And then you and Law rode for Doc for a long time. D-O-C-H-B-O-C. Such a cool dude. When Lar won that, when Lar won the um, thing at Trestles for Doc, and fucking Matt Bialis is super pissed off and bummed <laughs> out. You know, it was close. It was close. I know it yeah. was close. But Lar deserved to win it. It was fucking shredding, and we were just like, yay, yay. But the thing about Doc so cool is he wasn't the kind of guy that would stick it in anybody's face. He was like, well, he kept saying, oh, it's really close, and you know, I feel, you know, I don't want to. You know, Doc's whole thing is he puts both his hands back here. And, <laughs> and I, come, I come in like fucking hot, right? I'm like, Doc, I got this idea. I want to pickle fork backwards fucking board with three fins right here. And I'm fucking thinking of this idea, this idea. <laughs> and Doc, I was like, okay, okay. You know, like, yeah, okay, yeah. And then, like, I got my, um, this is this. I got my, like, uh, I got this bad boy right here. Oh Jesus! This is this 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 is a Cortez bank model. Oh my and God! This Sixteen and three quarters. It's the Y two RSQ, so it's a flat deck. It's like an inch and a quarter thick. This thing worked insane. Oh my God! Oh my. This thing works so good. What size <laughs> waves did you ride that on? Uh, you know Roddy? You know John Locke? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Like I, I forget what I say, but I, I left him a message on his on his thing, and I was like, "Oh, dude, it was really fun out there." The ones that were really good were the insiders, you know, the forty-five foot ones. <laughs> Those were the ones that had the real nut on them, and he and he repeat repeats like, "Are you kidding me, Dad? What? The insiders, the forty-five foot shit? You know, I hate this." Um. <laughs> so, so yeah, I don't know. There's some sixty-foot waves out there and stuff. It was, but there was like. Not a puff of wind. It was just glassy. It was like dirt. It, it's not our fault that your life is so filled with so much amazing stuff that we have to hear about. That's why this this uh, interview is going to be so long. I mean, dude, we, my life's my, life, my my life's for sure going to be like. <laughs> how are, you, are you talking about yourself the hey, whole time? I'm like, no, oh, baby, ask me questions. Like, I I, I actually even said to him, like, hey, are you sure? Is anybody going to? I don't want to bore people, you know, and she's like... No way, dude. This is gold stuff, dude. This is gold stuff. So, I don't want to jump around, but um, what... How did you come up with the concept of the game? Oh, my dad. Yeah, my dad did it. Really? Yeah, my dad 
when I quit, my dad was like, well, you quit? What do you mean? Like, my dad, they threw my dad for a loop. He's like, what are you talking about? You're fucking tough. You're, you're at the top of the fucking sport. You're going to quit? And I'm like, my dad, it's stupid. It's it's like nobody's watching. There's all this fucking still. It's just fucking sort of the same shitty waves over and over and over again. And there's, fuck, I was just like, this, you know, he's like, well, I agree. It's not set up for spectators and blah, 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 blah. So he came up with this team competition where one team was in the water and the other team, I'm like, that's not going to work. I'm like, I'm like, what if one waves come through and then, you know, and then the next team goes on, there's no waves. You can't fuck it, you know. So I kind of, he goes, it'll work. And then we did sort of like a, a small one. And then, and it was kind of fun, but that was when I was still in the zone where I was like, yeah, I don't want anything to do with competition. So I just sort of shelved it. And then five years later, when I realized I was about 31, I was in Peru, and I just was, I was actually at Machu Picchu, just sitting there looking out thinking, you know what, I, I got to go back to competition. Um, Whoa, mainly because, sorry, what's that? It's okay. Okay, go for it. I got to go back to competition, not, I got to go back there because that's the only place that I can perform. And I got to bring my good, I got to bring all this five years of what I've learned, I've got to bring this back into the fold, and I've got to, I've got to just use the 20 minutes as, a, as that's all I have to, and just use that as a performance place rather than think about advancing and winning and doing this and tactics. It's just, that's your spot. That Just go in there and treat the 20 minutes as your, time to perform and then you're live and then you're back in the mix and you're watching everything and you're learning and all this stuff and I did that for I did that half of 97 and the whole of 98 I went on the tour with Taylor Knox and I and, and that's when I was with Laura and Benji and uh, and Rizal Laura 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 boo Girl, girl, Benji, Benji, Benji's None of us would respond until, and he, so he'd go through his bit, you know. And then, and then by the time we turn around and respond, Rizal would be asleep. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, remember we went to Mexico? Oh, my God. So good. So good. going to Mexico in the desert, and there's like no water anywhere. And he goes, Where's the water come from? Where are people Where are people get any water? You know, he's just going, like, Fuck, you know, like, it was just amazing. Anyway, uh, Gary, your parts, your parts in Taylor Steele's video were freaking pretty amazing. Uh, thanks. You know, um, the the loose change. Uh, the thing was, is I was training with um, my sensei, my kung fu sensei, which is without him, I wouldn't have been able to. I wouldn't feel so confident about wave key. But I trained with him for ten years. I still train with him sometimes. Anyway. I was training with him, and he has a whole set of stretching and warming up and warming. And so I was waking up at 4.30 in the morning, an hour and 15 minutes before everybody else, and stretching and training and, like, doing this, um, what he calls inflex. And his name's Adrian Crook. And um, and then we'd get to the beach, and I would, by the time I got to the beach, from my first wave, I was ready to, ready to attack it. So I was... And I did that every single day. So I was up earlier than everybody else, and it paid off. But where, where um, were you living? The parts in Taylor's movie is in is from Reunion Island. Okay, so and, good. Uh, yeah, and we were serving St. Lou every day. And uh, and um, hey, Laura, were you there? That you were there that time, right? Yeah, and uh, it was 
we did we were filming for taylor and they're also doing that oam movie and they used a bunch of footage for that um heads tails or whatever they they named that movie and jack jack came over johnson for a little bit it was a great trip you yeah, know when that there was that one day big and keith and i counted across the river yeah were you there that day uh-huh so sketchy were you because you're going like <laughs> you're cutting out on me uh that was one of the stupidest things i've ever that's one of the stupidest things i've ever done in my life what happened so Every day we're going to we're going to this spot called St. Lou where loose change, where all those rides are loose change. And one day was too big to jump off the rocks. It was all urchins and stuff. And um, and Keith, uh, we were with Machado and Benji and probably Lauren and Rizal and, and and Jerry Mercer and uh, you know um, and Dave Benji I think was filming. Um, and uh, and we. Keith and I decided to go on the uh, drove around and went on the other side of the river and paddled and we're like we're gonna paddle across the river because there were some good waves out there we just couldn't get off the rocks and none of none of the other guys were like they're like no nah, I'm not paddling across that river and Keith and I like fuck your pussies and um, we're doing it so we went over there and we went down these and we jumped into the water in the river in Reunion and paddled across this river. And like, dude, the moment I got in the river, I was like, oh my God, I feel so vulnerable. And Keith is bigger and stronger than me. I'm in like a mofo. And how as fast I can to stay up with him. I'm like, hang hey, on, because I'm like the baby. I'm the easier one. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> dude, I don't like, I go, I don't really like this, man. I don't like this. And he goes, let's just go get one. And I'm like, all right, fuck. You know, like. It's that, so heavy. That it's, is so, so gnarly. And we paddle across the, over there. But I'm so nervous. I get like one wave along. <laughs> and then I'm like, get out of here. And we're like, yeah, okay, we got one. Let's go. And then we cross the river. So we're paddling back across the river. river and I'm like, look at the rocks going, oh, we've got to get there. got to get there. And there's like a Creole Frenchman uh, reunion fisherman up on the rocks looking at us doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm like, are you the stupidest? Are you the stupidest people? And I, I'm looking at him all like, yes, yes, I am the stupidest. I'm the stupidest. I'm even stupider than Keith because I'm smaller than Keith, and I'm the one who's gonna get it, you know. And so, oh my God, we got close to the rocks. I felt like a crab. I just up, up the rocks, like, oh, did it, you know. That is... makes me shudder to think about, you know, when I when I when I uh, when I think about it, it's like heavy. That's anyway. crazy. How long was that paddle? Like a good five, ten minute paddle? Yeah, like about probably probably ten minutes. Oh. Ten minutes across, maybe, because you had to paddle across and then go out and go around. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, probably ten to ten to twelve minutes somewhere in there. Ten to twelve minutes of just just like totally feeling like you're being watched. Right. Super deep, yeah, super deep water. The wave was kind of like a Hollyiva, like it just was dark totally. and sketchy. Yeah, totally. That's amazing. We can't surf there anymore. <laughs> yeah, man, that's tragic. Tragic stuff has happened there. So, so um, after the game, all of a sudden, Brad Gerlach was a big wave surfer. Like... Actually, it was during the game. During the game is when you became... 
the game was my the game was my like date was my like moonlighting thing and i was riding big wave big waves in the day you know like it was just like i was i was so focused on the game because i wanted i didn't want to be a professional surfer anymore i wanted to make money doing something else i wanted to i wanted surfing just to be my fun time and my like i didn't want to continue I didn't want to keep signing autographs and being in pictures and doing all, like, I just kind of felt like, I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about other people. I want to talk about surfing or, or just do something else. I don't, I'm sick of talking about me, you know? And, um, and I want to make something, I want to produce something. I want to contribute, you know, back to surfing and people were complaining about pro surfing at the time a lot. And I, instead of complaining, I wanted to do something about it. But at the same time, I needed to make a living because I wasn't making money with the game. Uh, I thought I could, you know, at some point, but, um, so then I rode those big waves and I got the killer contract from O'Neill and so whenever the waves got big, I had to go ride them. And sometimes I'd be like, Oh God, I'm not even ready for this. And, um, I was just in the whole, like, you know what? I'm just going to look at it. Like I'm a mountain climber and I'm mountain climber. How many times have you fallen off the mountain? None. So I'm just not going to fall. And uh, I'm just going to go and I'm not going to fall. And I, I, I didn't have too many wipeouts, but, uh, but I did have a, a pretty nuts one at Jaws, and um, that was yeah, it was yeah, that was, I mean, next level stuff. But um, but yeah, that, but I did that for eight years, and um, dude, had the best time ever with Parsons. Yeah, he laughs at every one of my jokes, and we have all this history. So we just laugh, we just be laughing, with tears of laughter, like we're driving to Oregon, and we laugh the whole time up there, and then. Yeah, it's so much to talk about all the time. It was great. He's one of my best friends. Like, yeah. he's, he's, he's an incredible but, guy. But you were—you just didn't become a big wave surfer. You were already nuts from early age. Well, dude, honestly, after I quit the tour, I was playing music, smoking cigarettes, and like going, like, hey, just, I just want to be a regular guy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to be an athlete anymore. I just want to, you know, like, and I remember seeing a picture of Peter Mel and Mavericks when they first started towing in and he was on this behemoth of a wave and I looked at him and was like, <laughs> I would never do that. Oh my God. <laughs> I can still remember looking at it going, that doesn't even look fun at all. You know? And um, and, and, and it was just, it's super weird how I ended up getting in it with, with, with Parsons. He just, it was because I was the only person that really knew how to drive the ski, and I, I didn't have like I didn't have to go to work in the bank or anything. I just I had the hours. I learned how to drive the ski on the small days. So when it got big, it was like I mean I I'm so naive about certain things, and the, and I, I I didn't even I wasn't even thinking like hey when it gets big he's gonna call me. I'm just like yeah he's he's gonna call. Like it wasn't even in my brain like who's he gonna call. I just didn't even think about it and, until one day I just thought like. Because he kept saying that over and over again, dude, I can't wait till it gets big. And I was kind of thinking about the game and thinking about the rules and doing all that stuff in my head. Like, okay, how do we do the game? And we can get this all in seven. And he'd be over there going, damn, wait till it gets like an 80 foot and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool, you know. And then one day I go, who's he? Fuck. He's going to call me. Of course he's going to call me. I'm training. I'm driving the ski. Oh, fuck. What am I signing up for here? And then I kind of had to, it was so daunting that I had to be like, he's not going to call me. And then one day, dee, 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 dee. hey, dude, uh, he used to do this. I wish I had, I wish I saved the, the answering machine. He called me. 911, <laughs> clear the schedule. Hey, dude, it's going to be large march. I mean, one of the biggest swells. It looks 
crazy big, and I just feel, oh, oh no, oh no. And then we, we were out at Toe Santos by ourselves, just riding these 60 foot waves, just going, hey, he's going. And the thing is, at first, and I'd always just, I'm like, hey, listen, Mike, I'm going to be the biggest puss, okay? I'm going to puss out, okay? I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm totally unafraid of being a pussy. I look at Larry and be like, fucking, I'm a puss, okay? <laughs> You're a different animal. I'm a fucking puss. But put me on a six-foot ride, and I'll fucking smoke your ass. And that's what I care about. I care about fucking doing And you care about skipping over 40-foot giant bumps. So kill it. You're way better. You're ballsy. I'm not. <laughs> um, and so I just, I had no fear of being able to say, I'm a puss. And, but... Dude, eventually I started like, you know, and I would say this to Parsons, like, don't worry, I'll get you on a perfect one. I'll, I'll, I'll drive you perfectly. And I would, I built confidence and built confidence and built confidence. Next thing you know, I was just like, fucking foaming out the mouth going, hey, give me a bitter one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then writing a short one on big waves, just going, and I was like, oh my God. And then, and then I'd kick out and you'd be like, dude, you don't even want to know what that thing looked like behind you. If you fell on that thing, you would just fucking been eating a lot. I'm like, whoops. It's getting <laughs> That's <laughs> so <laughs> crazy. I mean, it was just like, and we were by ourselves. It was, it's like, if we had an accident, oh my God. Gert, that, was that Todos that you guys were? Yeah. Okay. And so then, we're just down at Todos, nobody out. No, we are, and it'd be like ninety million feet. We'd be like, oh. <laughs> but, but Todos was where you cut your teeth in big waves. Pay attention, bud. Pay attention. <laughs> and then it'd be like walls, and I'm sitting there, just like holding on the rope, just like I feel like shark bait. This is I'm shark. Is there anything coming? He's like, he's like, oh yeah, maybe. I'm like, well, is, yes or no? Because I'm gonna get on the ski. You know, he's like, he's like, well, just jump on the ski if you want to. I'm like, okay. Start paddling over towards the ski, and you can't paddle tow boards for shit. And then he's like, oh, 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 here comes something. I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh. You know, and then you're, and then I was like, you're know, like, oh, and, and then you're driving out towards the ledge, and, and they're just these big lumps. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if I should do any, any, and, and he's like shaking his head because he can see a bigger one. And then we go over it, and I'm like, all oh, right. And he shakes his head again. I'm like, what? And then we go over it, and I'm like, Wow. And I'm like, okay, fuck, okay. And then just, and you're just like, it just goes from being like all turbulent, oh, hold on the road, and then you just let go, and you're like, just quiet. <laughs> like, insane. Insane. Hey, my, my hands are sweating while you're talking <laughs> about Dude, this. I got a gnarly story out of Cortez Manic that's just like, I mean, it is just like, I mean, I, 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 I'm so glad I'm, I'm so glad I'm still here, but one, one time we went out there and I, I was the guy that would bring every, every, like extra food, extra booties, extra jackets, extra stuff, everything, everything extra just in case. <laughs> the last time we went out there to, to Cortez Bank is when Carson's won that 77 foot wave. Like, I had the bag of two booties, and they must have fallen out of my bag. And so I, I, I don't know. I got and I get seasick, so I'm out there, you know. And we get out there, and it's like four thousand feet, it's the biggest I've ever seen it. And I'm like, we're all getting ready, and you know. And I'm like, I gotta look at the horizon, then I got to dig in the bag, look at the horizon, then dig in the bag, you know, so I don't get seasick. And then I can't find my booties. I'm like, oh no. 
And then, you know, and I just don't, and then I'm like, hey, do you have any extra booties? And like, and, and Queenie's like, yeah. So I'm looking in his bag, and I fucking, and there's one. Uh, and, you know, and he's like, what's the other? He's like, oh, maybe I'll have one. And I'm like, oh. And so I'm like, fuck it. I'll just wax, you know? And, um, dude, oh, my God. I, we get out there, and um, it's the begin. It's, it's, it's so big. This way it comes here, I must have been, like, 80, 80, 80. 80 plus feet it was the biggest thing ever and, and I never really I, I never really said no thanks I just always was like okay but if I don't like it I'll just abort you know but I always would go and this one we turn around on and, my, and it's just like and it's at the beginning of this session going there's some bumps on it because it's still bumpy it's like the swells you know, the night before it was all windy so it's still got some leftover um, you know, carnage on it and I'm, I'm, I'm bumping, I'm bumping. I haven't gone down the wave yet, but I'm like, I've let go of the rope, I'm bumping, poof, 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 and my foot inside the strap, like a no booty, does like a tiny little, like, you know, it like does this little thing in it, in the strap. It doesn't, um, it doesn't. It's, it's not it's, snug. It's the smallest amount, but it's a, enough to where, you know, if you hit a bump and your foot is, if you if you hit a bump and your foot is like you're going down the way and you and my foot was going like even if even though it was in the strap and I, it's like an eighty five foot wave or whatever it is so if my foot goes this way and I want to go that way my board's gonna do like my board's gonna go the wrong way that I want to go I, I mean it, it's like super scary to think about and. I just was doing this. It was bouncing, and I was going all fuck. And then the vanity part of myself is going, "Well, where's Rob Brown? Because if I'm gonna fucking go for it, he better get a photo." <laughs> I, I can't. I, I, I got enough time to like bounce and look for the boat. I can't see it anywhere, and I'm like, "Fuck," you know. And, and that's a whole other story of, of people missing my best ways of my life. So I'm like, and then finally I go, "You know what? I'm I'm not doing it." Just the first time I said no, and I and I and I, I went to go kick out of the way, and I fell out of the strap as I kicked out of the way, and then I, I just like I just like I just like I just realized that I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Today's not my day to be big wave guy. I'm just gonna be a really good driver, be safe. Fuck it. I don't have to be in the start every fucking time I go surfing. That's cool. So we did the whole session following Mike's board because Mike had. Me Weight, um, weight surfing straps on on his. I didn't have those, so he had traction and weight surfing straps. I didn't like them because I wanted to get the fuck out of my straps if I fell. So I just was like, and he had a Gallagher board, and I had a Gallagher board. His stance a little narrower than mine, didn't like that, you know. But still, <laughs> so I borrowed his board. So anyway, uh, I got a few waves, but I was like, it wasn't like. I mean, this is the day that I got the biggest, biggest, biggest wave, and um, and. Uh, uh, Greg Long, just just Greg Long and Rusty and Mike and I are the only ones out there. And this is getting later in the day. And Mike, like I turn around, we get this wave. Pat, we're, you know, he's pulling me into this wave, and it's got some weird curve on it. Like it, I don't know, it just it's just it's a fucking giant wave. It's like over fifty foot. It's a huge wave, right? It's a set. And so uh, I I just didn't like it, so I kicked it out. So when I kicked out, Mike's like, we always have 
like he would fall right away and then go get him and like take him out of the zone, right? And so I kick out of the way, but Mike's right there, and Mike goes, jump on the sled, jump on the sled. But I was like, hey, dude, I'll just short rope it, you know? And that's when you just grab the rope and you hold onto the rope, and you don't have to go all the way back where the handle is, and you can, you can just pull you out, just pull you out of, pull you out of there, you know? And he goes, he goes, no, 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 sled, 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 sled. And I'm like, oh, come on, man, let's fucking short rope this. And he didn't want to argue with me, so he let me do it. And just before I short rope it, I look back, and there's Greg Long's riding like a 60-foot wave. He's on one, and it's coming right at us. I'm like, oh, fuck. And so I just, I got it. Because when you grab a hold of the rope, if you don't squeeze it tight enough, and it, if, if it slips out your hand at all, there's no possible way you could hold on to it, right? So I fucking squeeze this thing for everything I got in my life, and then he pulls me up out of the water. Right? And he also, he's very careful not to gun it because if he gun it, it's you know what I mean. So he pulls me up out of the water, and then and then I start fishing the thing back so I can get back to the handle. Right? And he's picking up speed, picking up speed, and I'm you know I'm behind him going, and I get back to the handle. Now he's going top speed because this 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 sixty foot wave is coming down on is chasing us, right? So he's going, and I'm going like this, and um, and then we catch up to the wave that I rode. You know, we catch up to the turbulence of it, and there's like seriously, there's like a three foot like divot. And, and he and I, I got it. <laughs> I, I, see it. I see it, right? I see it, right? And I go, I just, and, and it's full divot like this. I'm like, so this is how fast your brain and everything works. Like I went, oh fuck! Like, like my first thought was, oh no! But then I went, no, I can't even say, oh no, 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 no! I have to fucking save my life here. I gotta ace this shit. There's no choice. So I just, <laughs> fucking ace the thing and I just hit this divot and go kaboom <laughs> fucking he, he's got the ski flat out going 50 miles an hour and I go kaboom and I fly it and then I go whoom and I, I, I still remember myself going stuck it yeah <laughs> and, I'm, and, I'm going, and I'm going and I go and I go fuck here's another one kaboom and then I land that one and I go whoom We had gotten far enough away from the from that thing, the wave caught up to Mike and gobbled the ski. But then it went into deep water, and we were both like, "Fine." But wow. We just we talked oh. about the scenario that if, if we would have fucked up, like if I wouldn't have been able to grab the rope, he would have had to speed away, and I would have had to wear that thing. And it wasn't like I had like those, you know, like things that you could pull yourself to the surface. It was late in the day. I didn't have like an orange top. He would have had to go. Oh, Listen to the captain. <laughs> Do what the captain says. No more arguing. Like, get on the sled. <laughs> yeah, get on the sled. Do it. Don't fucking. You know. Like, okay. Okay. Wow. in the water, and he knows that there, there, there's a bigger one coming. That's why he's trying to like you. Dude, can't he, argue. He, he kept his cool. I, I um, I um. He kept his cool. I was like, oh my god. So. How long did you guys do that for, girl? We did that for about eight years. You guys are tell us. You guys tell are us stupid. About your your sixty your sixty eight footer. Uh, your the one you got at Totos. Uh, that one. Uh, yeah. You know, 
Well, the thing with that one was I was having a bad, I was just having, not having a good day. I just, I kept getting all the small ones and all this stuff. And, um, and uh, I read, uh, Roscar Jones was out there. And, um, uh, I might be get. I might, <laughs> hey, babe. You're like, am I still going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll end it. Tell her we'll end it soon. Um, yeah, I just those guys are out there, and I, I, I started getting like kind of annoyed at Mike. That I was like, I was getting kind of annoyed because everybody was getting get, everybody was getting good ones except me, and I was I, I started getting mad at Mike. Like, Mike, can you just throw I'm a big one, man. And I was kind of I was kind of talking like you know you know a bit like like a bitch, you know. Come on, man, give me a, I want a big one, you know. And in the middle of that sort of bitch, he goes, "Fucking hang on, here comes a set." He's like, "Here comes a set, shush," you know. And I was like, "Oh, okay." And we go over the thing. like I said, we go over one, we go over another one. I'm like, "Oh, this is it, yeah." And he's like, "And you keep driving." And then we went over to like another one, and I was like, "Oh my god, this thing's incredible!" And the cool thing was, by that point, like my board works so bad at Galley, and it, it just my board works so good. I kind of have these new fins, and I was in such the zone that I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna test these fins and see how good they are." So I sort of, uh, I sort of just, I didn't even, I had no fear at all. I was more in the zone of like, "This is incredible!" Yes, yes, you know. And then that wave came, and I rode it, and. I didn't really know what was behind me, and when I kicked out um, Greg Long and Rusty right there, they're like, "That just won the XL for sure." That thing was the biggest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, "Really?" It's like, they're like, "Yeah, wait till you see that thing." And it did. It won. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and that was uh, that was that's just pure luck, man. That's just totally luck. There's no like, oh, I calculated it all, you know, like fuck. No, I just was crazy. But I was ready for it. But I was ready for it. Yeah, so that part wasn't the luck, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be so many elements that have got to align, you know, from forecasting to be out there, to the right wave, who's who's towing who at that time. Like, it's got to be crazy. Totally, totally. I mean, that's kind of what I, that's my point with wave key is make sure you're getting, you, make sure you get yourself ready because you never know the best way of the day is going to come. And, and don't work on surfing when you're surfing you don't want to work on serving when you're when the weight of the day comes. You just want to serve, yeah. you know. And so that's that's what wave key is. It's like shadow boxing, shadow surfing. You know, you're 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 getting yourself all prepared. So when you know when the weight hits the shelf just right and, and actually barrels down farther, you can you know what to do. You know, you know, you know all, all the it's 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 a lot more than that. But like it's. Yeah. In a nutshell, it's like shadow surfing, I suppose, and you're getting it from uh, from me that, I, and I've surfed uh, for 45 years and all these different ways, and I, I've got a great memory, and I, I know how to I know how to put it into I put it all into a systematic thing from my kung fu and aikido training and and uh, tai chi and all that stuff, and it's purely surfing. You're just surfing yeah. on the land, so um, you know you you. There's the fundamentals, and then there's the advanced stuff that I do with, with um, my high level, you know, Taro and Parker and uh, Max B, like just just really high level surfing, which 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 is harder to coach in the sense because they're all so good. So how do you make them better? But yeah, that's, yeah. That's what so, I do. That's what I'm what I'm uh, what I'm gifted as. 
Yeah. Well, you obviously got the experience. You got the competitive experience. You got this, you know, your technique, your style, the big wave. Like, what kind of, you know, like requests and training or, or coaching do these people ask for? Like, do you have specific guys that are like, hey, I just want to surf big waves. Like, how do you how do you train? Is it, you know, breathing? Is it just being, you know, prepared? Like, how, you know, what, you know, what's your what I'm asking is like, what kind of uh, clients? Do oh, you, yeah. I just, it's, it comes from all over, but basically yeah. if you want to know, like if you're a, a guy that wanted to surf slabs, yeah, you need to have a perfect takeoff and you need to know how to take, how to do that. And how do you have a perfect takeoff at a slab? If you don't surf a slab, yep. Right? So do you want to hurl yourself over the lip and possibly have a gnarly head injury? Or do you want to nail your technique, kind of like boxing? Do you want to get in the ring with that animal without training and just go on your... Or do you want to train, study any film you can find of that guy and get your technique right so when he throws that haymaker, you can duck and hit him in his weak spot? I mean, it's so much like that. And so I, you know, I don't know if you saw, but Italo, uh, first time he surfed the box, he got like an eight-point ride that should have been a 12. He stood on his bed and got his board out his fins and took off a bunch of times. <laughs> and and he, got, he got that feeling into his body before it happened. So when he went out to the box, a place he's never surfed before, he got one of the best waves ever ridden out there. Yeah. This is exactly what wave key is. And it, it's on different levels. You're an intermediate surfer. You know what yep. I mean? You need... A lot of there's a lot of places you probably aren't connected to the wave. A lot of places where you're where you lose uh, control. A lot of places where you dig rail. A lot of and 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 a lot of places where you make mistakes. And look, pros are making mistakes. So don't tell me that 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 you're not making mistakes. Okay. It's 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 not about not making mistakes. It's about being able to be loose enough to be able to turn those mistakes maybe into opportunities or being able to recover or you know whatever it is but hopefully your timing is really well really really good and so to have your timing be really good you've got to be real quiet you can't have an agenda you can't be thinking in the future you can't be thinking in the past you know that your body has to move instinctually naturally you can't be thinking oh well you know my coach said, put your arm this way when you're in the tube because that'll help. And yes, but well, no, not that's not, gonna, that's not the only thing, you know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's so much more complex than that. But you can go on and on and on intellectually about it, but what you need to do is experience it with your nervous system. You, you have to experience it. So you gotta, that's what I do on the floor. And all of, it is, all of it is technical, and then there's stuff that goes beyond the technical uh, that you would imagine that, um, like the, the the head dancer of say the Bolshoi uh, ballet, she would be very 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 technical, but she would be uh, be doing things beyond the technical that would blow you away, right? So those things are passed down information through other in the past, passed down, and then the natural movement and all this stuff. It go. That's what I do with the with the pros, like the, the ones that go. Getting one percent better is is a big spike, and then intermediates get ten percent better, and it's a big spike. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yep. 
but it's all it's most of it is technical and then it goes into uh into a deep when you actually go surfing you just go surfing yeah why i'm not out there going hey i'm the dig rail police hey you dug rail i'm gonna have to charge you a little bit of extra on your subscription yeah rail. No. I mean, yeah, how, how much is it just getting people on the right equipment for their level, too? You know, like, obviously, advanced pros, they're, they're already in tune, but for that intermediate, intermediate guy or, let's you know, somebody, just, yeah. Let's take, let's take the greatest guy ever, Slater. Yep. Do you think he's on the wrong equipment sometimes? For sure. I do. Yeah, I do. So do a lot of other people. This is the greatest guy ever. It's it's not perfect. You know, it's perfect. Yeah. Now he might be wanting to be on that because he wants to discover something, and that's yeah. his own thing. You know, but people give him shit about it. You know, but they they my own business. You know, and he yeah. knows what he's doing, or maybe he's just trying to discover something new, a new feature. But it's that hard to be on the right equipment yeah. for every situation. Yeah. But that's for sure for the board builders and all those guys because you could just keep, they keep funneling new equipment and new you know new advancements you know yeah which is awesome we all and 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 guys like that where you like you said you think Kelly might be on the wrong equipment but he's he's looking for something or trying something and ultimately that's that's where design and and and, and progression starts and then it gets you know, fine-tuned and then comes to the masses where we're like, oh, yeah, I remember that board he was riding. Now now we're freaking, now I get it. Yeah, it takes a little while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I love what's happening with the modern twin fans and stuff, you know. Yeah. It's, I've been... I mean, just, there's oh, there's still so much discovery going on. It's like, it's so, serving is one of the, is one of the gifts to human beings. Um, but you guys... I'm gonna, get going. I'm gonna pay for how long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no worries. My wife is over there juggling two little guys. And she, you know, did you really take that long? And I mean, we can do a part two another time or something. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having so much fun. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm probably not gonna have as much fun when I'm when, when we stick. Yeah. <laughs> hey. We sure. know the routine. Yeah, totally. My wife's uh, yeah. giving me some stink guys too, but. Um, Dude, this no. has been amazing. Like, what's, so what's so important? Yeah. It's surfing, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you married a surfer. <laughs> this is what we do. Yeah. All right. Well, She's going to be like, are they going to get you some uh, subscribers? Yeah, uh, Lyndon will be your first adult learner um, on <laughs> Wakey. <laughs> I'm signing up. Now, girl, um, they can uh, yeah, find you on. Uh, I'm gonna give a little, a little, a little promo, little like uh, promo code to you guys. So, uh, if anybody wants to sign up, there'll there'll be a you know late night with Chalky Wave Key promo code to get a uh, to get a discount. And amazing, um, yeah, it's a uh, you know what I mean. Basically, dude, I can't surf that much because I got like two kids. I got so much stuff going on. But when I do go surfing, I still expect myself to be good, you know, even yeah. if I haven't surfed in two weeks. But if I do a little bit of this, I can, I can, sometimes I get in the water and I'm, I, it just works really, really well and keep, and I want to surf for like, dude, I want to, I want to surf well up into my seventies, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be, I'm not going to be trying new progressive maneuvers in my seventies. I just want to blend in and feel the full power of 
Mother Nature moving me, yeah. moving me, you know. And I don't yeah. want, I don't want to, I don't want to be in pain, and I don't want to dig well when I don't have to, you know what I mean? And I want to keep injury free. So this is what I've come up with, um, along with all. I've been training people for ten plus years with WaveKey, and it's changed. Yeah, it keeps changing and evolving and getting better and getting better. And all you have to do is. Go watch Taro Watanabe serve. He's my number one student. He's stuck with me since he was eleven. He is he is he is poetry in motion, man. Yeah. He serves so sophisticated for eighteen years old. I mean, he, he is. Is he? Uh, I mean, I, I'm like. Is he in Bali right now, ripping? He was just there. Okay. He just he just got home. I what I do is I is oh, I use Zoom. He sends me footage. I go through the footage and then. Any weakness or area where he's unfamiliar, we work on it here. I mean, it it and on the floor. His way he looks much better than mine because I all I ever do is is helping with his. <laughs> but but he's the he's the 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 one that is really um, like nice. if you just watch him surf, that's a, that that he's a. Uh, he is a benefit of, of all this stuff, and, yeah. and he's been very disciplined, which is great because it's really it's really hard to get people to do. I mean, look, WaveKey, pretty much nothing is as fun as surfing. Yeah. So yep. WaveKey's not as fun, but it's more fun than a workout. It's more fun than going to the gym and, and pump an iron, and it's and it's more specific than yoga. Yeah, it's yeah. specific. Yeah. If yeah. you do wave key, you can you you are gonna your performance in the water. You're gonna feel more control on the surfboard in the water. Yeah, you're just yeah, exciting because of, because of all the things, all the technical things in it. You yeah. know, so but I don't yeah. mess with people's style. I'm not like put your hands like this in these things. Yeah, it's about your body, the center of your body, and how your body moves to flip the board on one side or the other. You know, and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. A lot of awareness in your feet. Yeah. yeah. Well, girl, I love it. We better you let you go. Little, yeah, you just gave us a little insight for yeah. listeners to 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 want to learn more, and they need to go to WaveKey. Just go to the website. Just go to the website and, and check it out. Like you can yeah. just, you can kind of go through the website, and there's some examples and stuff. It's WaveKey.com, and WaveKey means wave power. Uh, so I teach people how to harness the power of of any ridden any wave ridden um, is to harness with, without muscle or excessive force or anything like that and uh, that's why you can do it all, all the way up and do you know late longevity you, yeah. know, you can keep you can keep improving is that's the thing is you can keep improving because you can, there's areas of your circuit that you're that you, you have no idea that you're doing My, myself included i'm still improving in areas um a lot of one of the areas is just when i when after i do a snap and i come back around you know, there's a there's a little bit more finesse I can add right there. I go, okay, cool. I'm going to do that, and I do it here on the floor, yeah. and then I'm able to do it in the water and not make it look like a robot. It just yeah. happens naturally. You know. So. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you so much. Um, we definitely want to love to do a follow up once you know maybe you got some traction and how things go. We'll do a follow up, and then we have a you know a few more questions of just the life of Gur, and we could do it. Uh, yeah, in a couple few months, months or down the line. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, no, actually, I'd love to. Once, once I can get back to California, you know, I, I'd like to do um, some workshops and, and some, you know, I like to help help kids, you know, and I, I like to help anybody that maybe stops serving because they're because 
you know, they, they stop because they don't, they're not getting the same joy out of it. I don't know, you know, like just bring, bring people, uh, uh, yeah. back, yeah. you know, into getting back in the water and things like that. So maybe we could do some stuff, something together. I'd love to, I'd love to do something just for the HB boys. You Absolutely. Know? Like, yeah. come, come do uh, our West coast board riders and we'll do, we'll do something incorporated around the clubhouse. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't tell that story about Bud, um, but uh, I'll save it for next time because um, I actually have a picture of it. I wanted to show you guys, but it's it's upstairs. Yeah. Um, no worries. I, I didn't tell that story. He'll 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 love it. Well, Gur, this has been amazing. You're one of the best surfers ever. Um, we're yeah, stoked to uh, have you on the podcast, and and stoked to see you. Thanks. Uh, living your best life in Australia with the great family and now with the uh, awesome website and hopefully everybody tunes in and subscribes to WaveKey. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's uh, it feels great to give back. So yeah. that's 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 what uh, that's what. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to, to um, have a funny fun conversation <laughs> with you guys. Love you guys and and miss you. Yeah, miss uh, you too. Forward, looking forward to being back and back in there and and uh, yeah, catching some waves and having some laughs. Absolutely. And, uh, Thanks, right. Love you, buddy. Sure. In there for, for the paddle out for wheat. Yeah. Oh, uh, we hear you. R.I.P. All right. Yeah. Thanks, girl. Boys. Peace. Good luck when you soon. All right. Late. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.